Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting FilmSack. You probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash filmsack and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Chris, take a look. The cap's are already starting to break. All the models are forecasting lifted indices from minus 6 to minus 10. You know, if these cells keep building like this, there could be a record outbreak of tornadoes. This is going to be a long day. Naked. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 469. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian, the suck zone done away. I'm sucking the zone right now. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, listen, thanks for letting me ride along with your storm chasing team to track down and research tornadoes. This will no doubt be a valuable experience for my new podcast, Tornado Talkers. What's that? Roll the maps. Oh, sorry. I was just folding them like a rookie. My bad. Okay. So as a podcaster, here is my tornado wish list for the next 24 hours in order of convenient rising action. First, a sidewinder, then a twister sisters, a jumper, a night stalker, and finally the much talked about daddy killer, a real five F's tornado. Oh, is F5. So not F's to the fifth power. Okay. I'm rolling the maps. Oh, hey, look, is that one of those motel, garage, food stand drive-ins over there? We should totally stop by there tonight on the way back. Hot snot! They're playing the shining. A manly high-five ensues. H5! No? I know. Roll the maps. Man, you sure got a lot of maps. Slightly off topic, what do you suppose they're drinking from that straw that runs into the roof of that one truck? Yeah, the barn burner truck. Oh, it's Tropical Fruit Punch. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's not what I thought it was at all. Oh, there's a second straw. Uh, really? And and where does that go? Uh-huh. Oh, the other end out the floor of the truck and the other end up your pants. Hmm. All right. I rolled up all the maps. You can just let me off here. I can probably catch an early showing of The Shining for my new podcast, Roadside Motel Garage Food Stand Drive-In, The Midwest Experience. Oh, look, cows! 
was wondering what was coming out of that straw too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's well, he got in that straw that's running somewhere?" So red too. Uh, all right, very well done. Also with us, Randy, the cone of silence, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Right, right. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I operated the biggest storm chaser outfitting company in Tornado Alley? Nope. Mm. True story. There's no, there's a, you know what? I noticed there's a new <laughs> storm chaser born every minute somewhere in North Texas or Nebraska, and they need outfitting. There's a whole lot of money to be made if you just follow my three breezy steps. Number one, don't ask how all that equipment that needs huge amounts of over-the-air bandwidth is going to work out in the country when the wind is blowing a gale. Seriously, I can't get more than one bar in the suburbs of a major city from the largest cellular network that ever existed, so don't ask. Number two. When you sell your storm chasers a trash bucket filled with hundreds of expensive little robots, don't mention that those things will all need to be individually recharged every night. Mm. And this is 1996, so they have little NICAD batteries in them. Yikes, brother. Mm. Number three, the real money is in supplying everyone else in every little town the storm chasers might go through with lots and lots and lots of food. 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 There's <laughs> some truth to that. Man, Did not even think about those stupid little uh, recharging those stupid little balls. Yeah. There's no Luckily, recharging uh, right. back then. Luckily, it's only a 24-hour period that the storms were in. So, but mm-hmm. that's right. The whole movie major pain. Doesn't the whole movie take place in 24 hours, something like that? Yeah, it was supposed to be within a 24-hour period. All right. period. Well, right. Uh, with us finally. Brian, F5 tornadoes and F3s and 4s while you're at it, Ibit. Oh, F them all. F them all. Well, a tornado is rated on the Fujitsu scale based on how much it eats. You know, how much it destroys. An F4 will relocate your house pretty good, but an F5... This is my, uh, this is my Paxton, by the yeah, way. Right, but an F5... <laughs> oh, why'd you guys all stop talking? Because I said F5? Anyway, an F5 will rearrange the contents of your house. It'll put the stairs in the middle of the living room, but connect them up to your son's room, which still has its posters on the wall, but that used to be on the first floor, and then it'll connect all of that to that back kitchen door. Anyway, an F5 will also seriously mess up your knife shed. Don't be in there when that happens. And worst of all... An F5 will pull you from blockbuster movies and dump you into a decade of rom-coms and indie art films, and you'll have to do nudity. So much nudity. And then it's game over, man. Game over. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. What did you, what did you, what did you, did you call it the Fujitsu scale? Yeah, <laughs> I called it the Fujitsu scale. Yeah, that was great, man. Yeah, that was good. Uh, you sounded a lot like him, and also, uh, specifically it sounded like he was... Uh, his character, uh, what's his name, in uh, Deadwood. Remind me of Deadwood. Oh, I was doing a little more Chet than... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was getting kind of a Deadwood vibe. Weird. Wait, he was in Deadwood? Not Deadwood, sorry. Uh, Tombstone. Gosh dang it, I Tombstone. can't think of... Tombstone, okay. Names are he hard was, today. He was definitely in Tombstone. Yeah, he was yeah, Morgan. He definitely was in Tombstone. Yeah. I was doing more of a Chet uh, and uh, Hicks. Chet and Hicks. Chet and Hicks. Never, Chet and Hicks. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> the movie is Twister, everybody. Yeah, that's right. After 10 years plus of film sack, Twister finally made it to streaming, specifically Netflix. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're like, oh man, I got to catch up, you can go watch it now on, on the Netflix. And uh, don't know what the holdup was. Don't know why that thing was in, uh, you know, 
perpetual nowhere for so long. But finally, mm-hmm. Twister available now. And uh, we said, hey, and, bump that in. We haven't done that yet. What you and say? the best thing about the Netflix, this is like even before the movie starts or just as the movie's starting, when you hit the button to start watching Twister on Netflix, the warning up in the top corner says, warning, intense depiction of very bad weather. Yeah. Yeah, if like, that doesn't well, get you really, That's really all boots. they had, right? Like, you, you it really is, but it's very bad weather. Yeah, very yeah. bad. You can't, you can't really, I was thinking about how do you describe this movie to ward off people from yeah. scaring a three-year-old, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's really sky all you've violence. Got. Sky violence. I like sky that. Violence. That's not bad, sky violence. Yeah, no, they just, uh, they don't have, this movie is like, uh, it's weird. It's a Spielberg movie most of the time when they're just talking and the sun's out. And then when it's when it's go time, it's some harrowing shit, you know. It's like I'm 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 fascinated by Jan Debont. I just like I watched a documentary with Jan Debont after this movie last night. I I stayed up late like digging into this guy. Why? Because watching this movie, uh, you know, the, this is the I haven't seen it in a very long time, yeah. Twister. But watching this movie for me now. Uh, the whole movie, I was like, "Why does he? Why is he so good at depicting so much danger, so much risk, so much action?" But then he stops way short of you actually being freaked out. Mm. So, like, so like the scene where uh, Dread Pirate Roberts dies, mm. he <laughs> he drives a freaking tower into the front of a truck windshield, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's brutal, but it's not depicted brutal at all. Mm-hmm. You don't see. Right. You don't really see like any part of that. You just you you're given the impression that that happens. Mm-hmm. You know what a I mean? Lester, yeah. A Lester director would show the end of that tower coming through the back of the seat with blood on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. They didn't feel the need, or I don't know how hard they were trying to maintain the PG-13 rating, but they, you know, maybe that was part of it. There, there's mm-hmm. uh, some overdubbing that happens where people are yelling f bombs, and they decided not to do it. Uh, another famous example of that is in Galaxy Quest, where Sigourney Weaver yells an F-bomb, and you can see her clearly enunciating it with her mouth, but they put something else in there. So maybe it was some of that, I don't know. But Jan de Bont, so we- uh, he, he, that guy, for as few movies as he made, they were bangers, man, except for the later stuff. Yeah. The, there's a couple of the later ones I can kind of understand why he kind of petered out. But did he, he did the second speed, right? I know he did the yeah. first one. Did he, he, did he, do, first, he did both speeds? He did both, yeah. yeah he did both speeds. Second speed had issues. First speed is one of mm-hmm. the greatest action movies ever made, I think. I love that mm-hmm. movie. Um, this, mm-hmm. for me, didn't hold up as well. The stuff that held up was the action. The action's great. Uh, still harrowing, still crazy. The storms, you know, still kind of looked good. You can, you know, starting to show a few seams CGI wise, but you know, it was enough to to look cool enough. And there was also a lot of practical effects happening with stuff getting torn around them and that sort of thing. And that was great. Uh, it's just the sort of we're in the truck talking stuff that really ran afoul for me this time. And I don't remember being so annoyed by it the first time I saw it, or the the few times I've seen this movie. I've seen it probably three times before. And uh, this time it really did. I I think uh, Jamie Gertz's character is freaking terrible, uh, mm-hmm. and just bad. It's just and a not, bad and character. not terrible the way that she's intending. To no, be no, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just not. It's yeah. just doesn't. I, it's just kind of a bad, not performance even. I don't even know what to how to explain. It's it. It's a bad performance. I mean, it's we're a two-dimensionally written accents. character that's that's presented badly. And, yeah, and, and I'm sorry right. to say because I I feel like it's my job once a year on Film Sack to beat up Steven Spielberg, but. I mean, the guy, like, Jamie Gertz's character in this movie is exactly 
what you get when Steven Spielberg is in charge of making people seem like people. Because mm. Jan de Bont could not, like the reason Spielberg is on this movie is because Jan de Bont is Dutch and he just couldn't possibly be trusted with the American, uh, you know, native English stuff. Mm-hmm. It just, like he they needed somebody like Spielberg to make sure with every take that they committed and so on, that they were getting the, you know, the right sounds out of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. And so you really have like, uh, it's it's almost like two films is, is how I see it. There's there's everything that Jan de Bont dreamed up and made happen with these amazing cinematographers and visual effects and special effects and so on. And there's people saying things, which I, you know, you're, if, if it's really, really bad, you're going to blame him for not knowing it. So I get to blame Spielberg and that Jamie Gertz character is right out of like E.T. She's right out of mm-hmm. E.T. Mm-hmm. She would work perfectly in that movie. Yeah. There's an I, E.T.'s I, uh, kids, uh, Elliot's mom quality to her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was more influenced by Michael Crichton mm. because uh, he, he wrote the screenplay and I think the uh character writing is very much spot on for everything we've seen for Crichton from uh timeline Spear, Spear. Congo. Yeah. Anytime, it's that, anytime right. there's a team of experts who are trying to deal with the mundane real life situations at the same time as trying to deal with these things that are larger than us all. The, these characters always kind of fly this way. Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean all of that stuff. Yeah. And it is always like you've got your your battle between the scientists who care about the science and the, the other scientists who kind of want to make money and fame from the science. And it's right. that's very Jurassic Park and very... So um, Crichton. Yeah, it's yeah, Crichton as hell. Yeah. Everything about that is Crichton-y, for hmm. sure. You can see why we've been wanting to sack this for so long. It's it's the perfect confluence of things that we like to to watch and talk about on film sack. Like the guy who made speed, Bill <laughs> mm-hmm. freaking Paxton, mm-hmm. you know, like Spielberg and, and every, like just every little part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and right, right down to the absolute cheese of Van Halen music, you know, like mm-hmm. it just, every, everything about this movie is <laughs> perfect. I, I do not want to tear down this movie. I so enjoyed watching this movie last night. Mm-hmm. We need to no, shine it's a great on. time. Yeah. It's a great time. I, I mean, like I say, the, the overall, you know, the jumping straight to the action, sticking to the action, it pretty harrowing the whole time. It, that's all good. It's just whenever they would just have conversations, or when Bill Paxton's supposedly mad at Carrie Elwes because he stole his right. idea for the for the Dorothy machine. And right. just the way he's yelling at him, he's just like, "You darn jerk! You, you've exactly. done the thing." It was yeah. like, "I'm just, gonna walk over there and knock your head off." Yeah, I'm so mad at you. Yeah, and it was just so like, I don't know, like ah, I'm gonna throw down and go fisticuffs, and it just didn't you feel were, real. You were seeing right. You were seeing the acting, and you weren't being convinced that it wasn't acting. That's how I felt a lots of times when some of these were being. Now I think Helen Hunt actually had a lot of nice. Yeah, Quiet she's good. She's moments. good. Yeah. But Bill Paxton was Bill Paxton. He's been Bill Paxton since he was Chet in Weird Science yeah. or well, you know, or from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Or he, so I mean, did I say aliens or alien? Aliens. You said with an S. Right. Yeah. Right. So so yeah, so I mean Bill Paxton is Bill Paxton and I loved him. I yeah. loved him for everything he did, and I think I can't imagine this movie being Twister without Bill Paxton. There's just and something see, about it. Yeah. I, I agree with you that Bill Paxton's perfect, but I also think he's the most replaceable person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you could just you could who would you throw in there? Yeah, who would you put today? Uh, well, I I mean they almost they see... almost did Tom Hanks. 
as a I mean, who else could you have with such a shit-eating grin? I mean, you got to have that. If you don't have that, then what's the point? Again, like maybe? Jan DeMont said many times, and of course, a lot of this stuff happened when Bill Paxton died. A lot of people wanted to revisit Twister and ask everybody who made it about Bill Paxton. Yeah. Jan DeMont was like, he was perfect for the movie because he was he was willing to do all this physical stuff. And that's the movie requires that he and Helen Hunt really go to the you know go to the mat like they have to they have to run across fields and throw themselves down and they have to they have to get into this ridiculous rotating gantry for the final scene where they end up hanging from leather straps and so on mm-hmm. like the the whole uh, yes he's great i'm just saying he's replaceable i i could see a lot Rename of name your replacements then sir well, <laughs> who do you choose to battle in your in your name yeah well, well obviously tribute <laughs> obviously obviously it it could have been keanu reeves right mm-hmm. like that would have been that would have been the helen hunt and keanu only... reeves yeah not buying it. probably Go not, ahead, yeah next. probably not buying that <laughs> I, I i i keanu reeves maybe but i think the original casting and he read lines with the cast was tom hanks and i think tom hanks at that time would have been would have been pretty good here um right he would have had probably a slightly bigger range but also i don't know that they gave the character much Honestly, it feels like it was kind of written for Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, so it's fine. It's fine. Right. He's just there. He's not needed, yeah. but he's like the they needed that thing with like I've mo- I've moved on from this. I'm in a new life now. But it ropes me right back in and I'm doing it again. I, I think the I think the I think the thing that's the most important what Bill Paxton's character and acting does that all the other people we've mentioned so far is his pacing. Bill Paxton is able to take a pacing that is fast. Keanu Reeves, never. Tom Hanks would slow this film down. Mm. You need a Bill Paxton who is just just sending out them lines. Mm. Don't care if it sounds stupid. I'm just saying them. Let's keep moving. Yeah. We, we want to see some tornadoes. <laughs> Joe, and it's also, so I can imagine about that Joe. energy. Uh, yeah, it's you're... Also, yeah. Well, it's also a movie where uh, characters describe other characters for you. That's one of the cheat codes that gets you uh, development, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you have uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as as the inspiration for Jack Black's career, uh, constantly yelling out that Bill Paxton's character is the extreme. Mm. Well, you have to have an actor playing that character that, that that's believable, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's that's a good point. They that's all another, did another sort of... Another sad loss, too, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, man. When they were both on screen, I didn't really think about it while I was watching the film up until the point where they were both standing and looking up and i went oh no it's like they're not there anymore people are no longer yeah in the case of i mean i'm still mad at philip seymour hoffman for ODing on freaking drugs but i'm just sad about paxton because his thing was a was a complication to a a surgery he was getting that was supposed to be pretty easy and and simple and over with you had a a stroke afterwards yeah it was like uh it was a simple it was open heart which is never simple but it was a relatively simple fix for a childhood thing that was going to cause problems for him later if he didn't take care of it and yeah this the stroke came as a surprise and that sucks i hate it hate it it's kind of amazing too when you find out oh this guy had a faulty heart valve watch this movie wow yeah, I know, right he could have he could have died making this movie <laughs> well no i think it was Helen kinda... Hunt almost did die making this movie yeah she had a accident right and yeah she had, had several accidents she yeah. Was, yeah it was pretty yeah. gnarly this is also peak helen hunt time this is like She's got that show with Final Paul Reiser. She's got that going on. She's got her thing with Jack Nicholson coming. So she's got her Oscar run coming up. Didn't she win for that? I think she did. She's. I think she's the best actress 
winner um, for as good as it gets, right? Do I have that right? Nominee. Did she win? I'm looking <laughs> it up really quick because I'm not sure she did. Uh, I thought she won. but uh, I... She did. Oh, I'm sorry. She did. Yes. Okay. Best Actress in Leading Roles. Good as it gets. Good, yeah, good memory. She, she's pretty great. Uh, and she's great in this. And she's also just unique. Like She doesn't look like anybody else in Hollywood. You just see her and go, oh, yeah, that's a, totally her, nobody else, and only her. Like, yeah, totally her own look, her own vibe, her own acting style. There's something about all, her that's really unique. And we all probably had crushes on her in the 90s, right? During the Mad About You time period? I don't know if I had a crush. I, I was more Come on, riser. She, she seemed like an aunt. She always played. She always played. <laughs> she wasn't old or anything, but she's played old to me. She always seemed like somebody's aunt, somebody's cool aunt. And so right. never, wow. I never okay. looked at her and went, "Ooh, hubba!" She's a ugh. oh, in the nineties, she was uh, very hubba to me. She was on my list. Really? Oh wow, she was on yeah. my cool. list. She was on my list. Right, his stalker well, list. The people what? he planned to stalk, the stalk later. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, you have to make a list back then if you're going to keep track of all these hot nights. You know, my ladies. list, the 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 hall pass list. Right, Come on, you're, yeah, yeah. You're the, ten. The fr- the right friends. from friends, which was yeah. a. Uh, Oh, can uh, we talk about that? Friends in that logo, yeah. So the twister font is that font, isn't it? It's. I mean, it's a handwritten without dots. Without dots, well, I yeah, added dots. obviously. Uh, yeah. But it is a handwritten white text font that, that basically 90s. looks like friends. And if you do add the little red dots, it as I showed on Twitter, it, really it does have that. By like, the way, yeah. um, there was a crossover episode where um, uh, Jamie, where where Helen Hunt appeared on Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was because uh, huh? the neighbor. Um, or not right. neighbor, uh, Phoebe's sister, twin sister, was their dog walker on Mad About You. Oh, right. There was a crossover there. I forgot about crossover. that. And didn't they all, that. didn't they, it's one of those where she walks on and the crowd goes, Yeah, of course. I hate that. All right, so the other movies he did after this, uh, total total number of Jan de Bont movies are one, two, three, four, five. Uh, we've seen three of them, maybe the Maybe The Haunting, too. But anyway, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life from 2003 was bad. Uh-huh. The Haunting, 1999, bad. Speed 2, great. bad. Twister right. and, and Speed were great. And that's it. That's his whole directing career. So mm-hmm. as a director, he's he gets a lot of credit. Like if you if you watch Spielberg's behind the scenes stuff for Minority Report, mm-hmm. he credits Yacht. Uh, it, like he was an executive producer on the film mm-hmm. and he credits Jan de Bont for a lot of work. He's like a, he's like a, a, a assistant director for uh, that and another movie. I'm forgetting. Well, he's also a gigantic cinematographer. He exactly. did. He was cinematographer for Die Hard and for, uh, Oh my gosh. And Flatliners. I'm, and I'm and, guessing that when he's cinematographer, he's doing, he's, he's doing that kind of directing, um, uh, right, you know, with right. the director, kind of like you're saying, Randy, kind of acting as an assistant director for the cinematography. So um, yeah. what what struck me about this film this time around, and I, I I didn't do a lot of research into it, but I was curious. I watched this on my uh, projector, mm-hmm. so I um, got to watch mm-hmm. it that way. I'm, I'm and I'm not sure if it was. I don't. I haven't looked at any of what kind of film they used. I know they used a lot of film. I know they used a lot of lighting effects to create uh, certain certain dark areas in, in the filming. Um, and I was, I, I was less impressed this time around with the look visual effects. Yeah. Well, it's not even the visual effects necessarily. It's, it's the inconsistency in lighting. Um, hmm. it's just all over the place. It kind of messes with the color palette sometimes. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if it was the transfer, if it was the original, if it, I'm not sure where the fault is. Cause I haven't done enough research right. on that part of it, but I right noticed out of it. The gate. 
in this movie, this watching of this movie, right out of the gate. So for for starters, it's a movie that starts real, real fast, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, the, he he uh, says that he he knows the the main part of the movie is taking you through the five tornadoes, right? It's like one, two, three, four, five, and they have to get bigger and better. So you so he wants to start with the five, but not show it to you. You're just going to get a, a glimpse, a taste, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and so the movie starts really, really fast with this amazing practical effect of young Joe's dad being dragged up on a, by a crane attached <laughs> yeah, to a door. It. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the stuntman who did that needs a, a, an award. Mm-hmm. But but then the next thing you see is a satellite in space. Yeah. And it is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what? Did they go back and make this worse? Did I watch this in 1996 and think <laughs> this looked okay? Because mm. it's terrible. Well, it's also yeah. bad looking. It's a bad looking CGI uh, freaking weather satellite that did I, not look. Good. I'm sure. I'm sure mm. there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of things that were being considered. One of the things that I think they nailed was the chaos of sound, uh, and they did that to really good effect, in my opinion, because right. it it it's very easy to fall from chaos to just noise, and a lots of times I felt like it was well matched, mm-hmm. but the lighting. I know it needs to shift a lot throughout the film. I just didn't feel like it was consistent. My my problem wasn't sound works. Oh, I like I love the sound work of the storms. I love the sound work of the right. chaos. That stuff's really well done. But I couldn't bear. What was really hard for me to deal with was the ADR in this movie is frequent and bad, and yeah. not just oh yeah, not just when they're like you know in the middle of a storm. I understand yelling in a storm, and they got to do that stuff later. I get it. But they're just in the car having relationship discussion. And it right. sounded like shit. It, it did, and there was uh, mouths not matching up, and uh, uh, yeah, some really bad ADR. Yeah, right. that, that bummed me out. I just hoped for better there, but this was a this is this is one of those films where you look back and you go, "Wow, that was really it was stretch." They were really stretching. They were really pushing the bounds of what we had seen so far, and it was it's really the first and only film when I think about. Uh, storm chasing, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I, I know there's other storm chasing films, but nothing are there ever hit the mainstream conscience. Yeah, like, n- none that like I know of. I know there's a couple yeah, documentaries, but I, I don't know. Because with, with so many of these disaster movies that we've seen, there's another movie that comes out close to it around the same time that has the same disaster, just with different different A list actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all- really surprised there wasn't like a tornado. Well, at the time, alley of the sorts. Time, mm-hmm. You put this together right. with the movie Hard Rain, right? And and that was its twinsy. Mm. And uh, like the thing about it is, it's very specific. It's only about tornadoes and tornado alley. Whereas disaster films tend to be very generic, right? They tend to be about like the entire state of California falling into the ocean and and this kind of thing, like. Like you can make that over and over, but the thing about Twister is it sucked all the oxygen out of this little <laughs> tiny genre. How could yeah. you? How could you make a yeah. tornado movie now and just not have it be better or worse I, than Twister? Oh, I think you totally could. I think if you slowed it down to just one tornado event instead of some kind of Sharknado of tornadoes, where you like just <laughs> throwing everything at it, it's like F one, F two, F three, F four, F five, and I think I think mm-hmm. you could, there's a lot of room to explore this genre because they're interesting people to think about somebody who would throw themselves into harm's way, and even this film is like, hey, at the end of this, everybody's retiring. We we've been waiting for this twelve year event. Back to the labs. Uh, we're not going to be doing this anymore. My dream 
is that somewhere out there, someone is making the Tiger King of Stormtrooper documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's out there, like, isn't it? Kind of hope they don't. Somewhat. <laughs> I think there's there's Storm Chasers, a TV series, right? I mean, yeah, it, doesn't, but... it doesn't go as far as something like Tiger King, where it embellishes these personal stories that yeah. so much. It God, but you'd feel like these. you'd feel like the people who do this would have to have that same kind of you can't look away car wreck right. kind of lifestyle. <laughs> right, right. Well, I wonder. <laughs> like, I don't, would be perfect. I wonder. I've always thing. actually. I guess. I, I guess I don't know. Um, but what are what is the life of a storm? A nor, a, you know, I say normal, but like a right, right. Well, a like a storm chaser. I mean, you would uh, you would mostly work seasonally, and the rest of the time you would be working in preparation. Uh, I've well, seen some storm chaser. Films yeah, there's and there's documentaries tons of shows. And, yeah, like yeah, go on shows. YouTube and, and look them up. Like they because they're all ever since the movie Twister, they all turn the camera on themselves, and they they expect that they're going to be the next big hit. Yeah, but are on, they just are they just boring scientists, or are they like you know quirky, weird, dirty? They're probably scientists. more like Philip Seymour Hoffman than we want them to be. Well, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Is that stereotype even accurate? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in some situations. By the way, this this film was just full of just secondary actors who i was like god I just want them to talk more you know i want to see joey yeah. slotnik yeah. say more stuff you mm-hmm. know i want to see well, i want to see everybody alan ruck do more yeah alan so ruck. speaking of which i just put a, a photo in our in our chat of uh one of these storm chaser vehicles that they've come up with that looks totally right out of a post-apocalyptic <laughs> um does it have movie. like a 70s vibe we got big giant it's like tires it's, on they've something? turned a they've turned a car into like a oh that's cool a tank like a Dalek, basically. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, so it can, it can get. Yeah, it's designed so that yeah. nothing, no air can get underneath it to lift it. Right. It looks like, uh, yeah, like a seventies, a seventies attempt at Mad Max. It's science, right? right, right. Science fiction. Uh, yeah. But back to the back to the cast in this. I was really impressed to see uh, three, three people from Lost uh, in this film. Oh, yeah. Let me think. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy, uh, was it yeah, Jeremy Davies? Jeremy Davies, right? He was your. Um, uh, him most. He didn't hardly Faraday. talk, though. Did Barely Alan, said did anything. Alan Rook have a no, definitely he not. Didn't, Alan Rook. No, no, he did. Uh, Jeremy Davies did hardly talk. But then you got Frogert, uh, Sean Whalen, who <laughs> you just hire because he's goofy looking. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. And then you've got hey. uh, Patrick Fischler, who is he kind of always plays kind of a a dick. Um, Dark hair, really heavy eyebrows. In Mad Men, he was this uh, this celebrity that they hired to um, act as a uh, a pitchman for stuff, and he just turned gotcha. out to be a dick. But uh, John yeah. slept with his wife. Mm. Yeah, you just don't. You never trust <laughs> Patrick Fischler in anything, right? He's just kind of like yeah. And it's you funny, don't leave your wife along with him. Mm-hmm. No, and we just saw him. Uh, Tina and I just finished up uh, defending Jacob, which is going to be my recommendal this week. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a little preview. But he's very prominently in that, and he's kind of a dick in that too. Poor guy. That's his job. He's probably guy. super hey, nice. He, he's made a living off looking like a dick. I, I'm not going to say poor guy. He's probably super <laughs> nice in real life. Those guys are always nice. I'm sure know? he totally is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, say, uh, so uh, Zach Greenier, um, yeah. who was in uh-huh. this, who was who was driving around uh, Princess Bride, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah that's right. He's so, in lots of stuff. Uh, He's he in lots of stuff. stuff. And uh, did you guys watch Devs? I think, Randy, I think you were watching that, right? Yes, Devs absolutely. On, yeah. yeah. I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm um, on, it's on my list. I've got a list going. Is that, that uh, all right, well, tell me this. Would my wife enjoy Devs, or should I make that my solo binge? Uh, I think she would enjoy it. My significant other 
appreciate it, and she kept okay. coming back to it. I the Nick, okay. the Nick Offerman thing, right? Is that the one? Right, right. Okay. Right. All right. Um, by the way, by the way, if you look at Zach Grenier on his IMDb photo, he doesn't look like Zach Grenier anymore. It's funny. Right. Like he looked he looked the same for such a long time, but now his jowls and his jawline yeah. are more pronounced. It looks like a guy wearing a Zach right. Grenier mask. Well, it's... after you after got hit by that big old uh, weather tower or whatever it was. Yeah, that, that'll mess you, know, you up. You know, we're we're fans tower. of we're fans of uh, people's agents doing things on IMDb, but something you rarely see is them updating the photo to make you look old. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. very right. right. Yeah, he. I uh, uh, remember him in. Oh, we were just talking about Fight Club yesterday. He's in Fight Club. Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the boss that uh, watches helplessly as Edward Norton beats the crap out of himself. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he took it pretty bad now, was, in front of that car. It was no good for right. him in the minivan. Yeah. What were you saying, Brian? Why, why do I keep thinking Joey Slotnick was in Mad About You? I think I'm confusing him with the other guy that looks like Joey Slotnick. Oh. Joey Slotnick There's was... nobody else that looks like Joey Slotnick. <laughs> yeah. now. He was in no, all kinds of stuff. He was the one of the... Or I think he was the brother in Nip Tuck, right? Yeah. I think that's right. Um, yeah. He was in... Oh... Uh, oh, he totally was. Yeah, look at that. I know him as uh, um, pushing daisies. I think. Yeah, Boston Public. He was a uh, he was one of the teachers, kind of the skeevy teacher. Oh, For yeah. some reason, I always think that he was in um, Ally McBeal too. But again, that's I think that's the same guy who we think yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's, by the way, he's a little Joey Peter McNick. plays yeah. a character named Joey, just like Bill Paxton plays a character named yeah, Billy. Like in this. Bill. Oh yeah, they were into that. They were into like just keeping the names the same in this one. Totally, a little surprising. Just call her Helen. Like, I, guess. I always, I always appreciate that. That just makes things easier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> everyone involved. Oh, he I, played I mean, Steve. It, sorry, he played Steve Wozniak in Pirates of Silicon Valley. That's I was awesome. just noticing that. Yeah, the yeah. one with uh, Noah Wiley as Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's bad. I don't think that's good casting. Uh, it's a, that's a weird Slotner. call, right? I mean, you'd have to really furry him up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That was when uh, Anthony Michael Hall was Bill Gates. Uh, correct. Yeah. Oh, and who's, yes. Who's the, okay. In this movie, the guy with the buck teeth, who looks like a Busey, uh, like one of the Busey kids that didn't quite make it out. Right. You know who I'm talking about? I did see him for a in, second. In the first, yeah. And Twister. I, for a second, I thought, Hey, that's one of those. And it's like, no wrong, Brian. Oh, what's <laughs> his name? <laughs> It's not it's not the Sean Whalen guy, or is it? Oh, it is Sean Whalen. Yeah, it is okay. Sean Whalen. That's, yeah. that's Frogert, man. That's Frogert. All right, you're right. Yep, yep. yep, you already mentioned Frogert. That guy is he will, so he will, weird looking, man. He is weird. He is. Looking. You hire him because he's weird looking. He's a good actor, but you hire him because he's he's kind of weird looking. Yeah, you, he's not there because you're like. I don't fault anybody who has a unique look and can make a career. No, like I mean look I'm, at look at Steve Buscemi, who is yeah. turning uh, turned being kind of funny looking into a great career. This guy looks like yeah, him. kind of funny looking. Yeah, he does. Of yeah, why hasn't why isn't uh, Sean Whalen played uh, Steve Buscemi's son in something? Yeah, or why don't they? Okay, so it's like Steve Buscemi and uh, uh, the... that's working your way backwards, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Here's an idea. Let's yeah. write a story around it. Yeah. Totally is. Yes. Why not? Sorry, Randy, you got cut off. What were you going to say? Speaking of of looking funny and Twister. Uh, way down the cast list, there's a bunch of people that just their basic job is to jump into trucks and ride around in this yes. movie. Like, there's a bunch of them, and that's all they do. But they get credited there, you know, and and a few of them go on to actually do something later. 
Uh, Jake Busey is one of those. Oh, He's, Jake Busey yeah, he was in it. What? Mobile Where? Wait, who? Who was he? I didn't mobile, see him. I think mobile I, lab technician. He had to yeah. be working for. Uh, I saw a glimpse, and that must have been who I saw because I thought the same thing. I caught like a profile. I mean, it was like such a quick shot. Yeah. yeah. And then one of those guys that jumps into the truck all the time and gets shot riding around is Anthony Rapp. And mm. I, w- I would have never thought of this guy at all, except he has a very peculiar face. Is it the big and, dude, like, big burly dude that was in uh, Parker Lewis Can't no. Lose? And, uh, no, 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 no. Anthony Rapp of, uh, is uh, Anthony Rapp the kid is, who brought down you're thinking uh, of, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, you're thinking of Abraham <laughs> Ben Ruby. Is that his name? Is that his name? Yeah, he's I in there too. He was a driver and kind of the muscle on the bad guy side. Never get a never got a line or maybe got one line, but he was in like ER and Parker right. Lewis and so, tons of stuff. Anthony Rapp is Lieutenant Commander Stamets in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, he's the right. He's also right. Adventures in Babysitting. He's uh he's the one that ends up he's the one that ends up interfacing with the mushrooms. Right. Yeah, I know who you mean right. though. Yep. In Discovery. Yeah, we saw what him we saw him here on that uh thing where he put his lips up on the window. What was that movie? Ah was shoot. Adventures in not adventures in babysitting. Is that what oh, that was called? No, uh, no, it was something else. Uh he put his he put his mouth did a blowfish on the kid's window <laughs> to scare his friend. Do you remember that? Yes. Day- Scott no, remembers every confused. blowfish window he's ever seen. <laughs> seen. He, uh, he's he's compiling a giant YouTube cutscene video of blowfish right. on, on window. I just remember he was all pervy in it, and but he was the friend. He was like the idiot redheaded friend, and I don't remember the movie we saw with him. But yeah, it was a thing. I think it was uh, like like uh, Randy said, maybe Dazed and Confused. No, was he definitely not Dazed Confused. No, yeah. totally Dazed and Confused. No, no, um, this is an eighties thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> guarantee you it's not it now i'm gonna have to find it because right, i'm looking back because i know we have it um, but anyway there's a i know he was in da- i know he was in days to confuse but that's not the movie i'm thinking of. he was only in three movies in the 80s. you know what brian is right it's adventures in babysitting i think oh, no far from home far from home far from home far from home no that's not it shit that is. it's not it hold on great no. secrets huh sounded right maybe it's adventures in babysitting hold on was he the yes Sorry, Randy Brian was right the whole time. It was Adventures in Babysitting because here's my <laughs> here's the gif I made. Thank you for taking on th- thank you for taking us on this chaotic trip. Yeah, no problem. Just like watching Twister. No problem. Yeah. Anyway, Anthony Rapp, uh, he's, he's kind of funny looking. Because his eyes don't look like they belong in his face. And like I if you if you Star Trek Discovery, you're gonna understand what I mean. Weird. And right. And mm-hmm. he's just like yeah. he's one of the dudes jumping in trucks in this movie. And it's just like it's what I love about this movie. Like another one, uh, the last the last actor I want to make sure we talk about is Lois Smith as yes. Aunt Meg. Oh yeah, it's a Sookie's so, mom so or Sookie's grandma. Great. Remember Sookie? Sookie, Sookie's yeah. grandma in the the stupid True, True Blood, Blood show. Yeah. yeah, and we've seen her before in Minority Report, and uh, a couple of years ago she has she wanted she small... wanted precogs laying in the yeah laying <laughs> yes, in the goo. That's it. Yeah, that's what happened. She stayed in there too long. She now. was the uh, she was the cop with the puke stick. She got poked with a puke stick. Remember that? that was no, her. she was Dr. Iris Hyman in, <laughs> in Minority Report because it traumatized me so dearly. She's still with us, this lady? She looked old. She is. Lois Smith is in her 90s now, right? Yeah. So uh, she's 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 still with us. And yeah, I did a little deep diving on her uh, information last night, too, because I could have swore she was something Brian else. Dunaway did a little deep diving on Lois Smith. Deep yeah. diving on Lois Smith. Hubba, because you hubba. know why? Why? Because she was acting way above everybody else in this film, huh. in my yeah. opinion. Well, yeah, she so is. She was. She's she still very busy. Moments of concern. Very busy. She's got five projects in 2020. She finished up at least four or five. Yeah, five projects in 2019. 
She consistently, that lady working, and she in her freaking oh, 90s. Holy cow, she was in five easy pieces with Jack Nicholson. Like young mm-hmm. Lois Smith is the love interest uh oh, weird. in five yeah. easy pieces. Yeah. Weird. She's in yeah, that like French her. she's like in that French pieces. dispatch, mm-hmm. that upcoming uh Wes Anderson movie I want to see so bad. Oh right. She, yeah. she has an Lois Smith has an absolutely thankless role in this movie, and it's perfectly I think portrayed. Oh, thank you. I <laughs> I I was so reminded of being a teenager and swinging by grandma's house out in the country and all of the, all of the stuff about that, like just the, the fact that her job apparently is to make yard art and yes. it's also some symbolic of, you know, because it's wind chimes. It's, and wind. Yeah. And it's an early warning system for her because she lost her, uh, you know, her, what her brother-in-law mm-hmm. to a tornadoes and practically lost her, her, uh, you know, her niece her as well niece, as, yeah. uh, yeah, and and we never got to find out what happened to dear old mom. Uh, yeah, did, the, the, did back... the twister come back for her too? Like, at no, a later I'm assuming date? that the backstory <laughs> is that she doesn't approve of her daughter's life story, lifestyle, and they uh, never no. approached it. I'm assuming because it's supposed to be part of the flawed character, and so I, I think Could that's be. what happened. Was, was there a little dropped. part of you that was kind of hoping that when that last twister comes and uh, Helen Hunt looks kind of up into the eye of the tornado and looks up? Were you kind of hoping that she'd see her dad like still floating around? Hi, baby. Still circling around. Just like it is. Let go of this door now because sorry, it take me. Just let go of the door. Just let go, dad. It'd be funny if it was just him in naked bones, just bones floating around. And all that was familiar. By the way, he didn't need to hold that. that, Holding that thing shut was stupid. By the way, he could have just tucked himself back in there with them and been fine. Why did he do that? Exactly. It was it was pointless and useless to death. It was really more about. Her stupid dad than tornadoes. Uh, so here's some great trivia. Ten years prior to Twister, Lois also starred in Twisted. Whoa! Oh, yeah, Whoa. yeah. What? Wow. There's some. Yeah, totally not. Look at you to dig, digging the deep dive. Digging. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> Christian Slater, by the way, Twisted, 1986. I don't know what that Twisted. is. Horror thriller. A horror thriller. Hey, we should watch that. Yeah, seems like a thing we should. I should see. totally check this out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, that sound that the storm kept making, I got some trivia for you about that. It's a it's a camel's moan, but they slowed it way down. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. How do you get a camel to moan? I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. You gotta tweak its uh, hump. Is well, you give it a twister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give that camel a twister, we need another moan. Yeah, I don't know. Right. That's a weird thing to do to get a camel to do, right. but it's just. I'd like love a, to be in that discussion. Yeah, hey guys, yeah. you ever heard a camel moan? Sounds just like a twister. And it did sound. It, it sounds down. very animally. I mean, you knew it had to be something like that, but who knew it was a camel? Right. It's crazy. Uh, it's also. How do you know how to do that, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> it's also the only time outside of other storm chaser tributes where, uh, after Bill Paxton died, Spotter Network, which is a chore- which is a group of uh, storm chasers, choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell BP with their GPS tracker blips on a radar display uh, display to honor him. They do it. Nerd. That's a thing they do when somebody passes away that works in that thing, but they've never done it for somebody who wasn't an actual storm chase, chaser until him. So that's kind of right. cool. While that's beautiful, it's also the nerdiest thing anyone's ever seen. It's also very nerdy. <laughs> it totally is. Pretty nerdy. Yeah, you could see, you could totally see this tribute, though, if you have a, a, a storm chaser uh, blip. Monitor right. boy, ninety six. I know where those nerds call it. Whatever they call it, if you have one of those, <laughs> they yeah. could they could have used some smartphones in this movie, and some not only that, but just like yeah. some better GPS technology and some, you know, there's 96. some stuff today. Like yeah, you right. could make a sequel to Twister, and I know the, that was trending on Twitter for Twitter, Titter, Titter, 
Titter. Yeah, titter for a while. Titter. Yeah, sure. I go on Twi- Titter. Twister Titter. Yeah, Titter's pretty good because all the avatars are, it's just a boob on every avatar. <laughs> um, no, they. it was trending and I was trying to figure it out and I guess it was just people saying they don't want a sequel to it, that it's not a good idea to make a sequel to Twister and I don't know why it even came up. But Sequ- Yeah, sequels would be pointless. I think a reboot would be okay, but I'd be okay I, I with a, a I'd be okay with a sequel. You just say, hey, yeah. it's uh, Helen Hunt and, and Bill Paxton's kid. Oh, that's terrible, yeah. isn't it? Nobody wants that. I mean, because uh, okay, so the film is essentially the film is essentially this. This film is essentially mostly about tornado chasing. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I make that noise out loud when yeah. you bring up the sequel that just focuses on the kids? No, the you're right. You're a right to say it. You're right Cam- to say it. Cam- you should have hammered down the trope alert. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Inventing- yeah, what I was suggesting is a very bad idea. Every- <laughs> Don't Everybody do does it, right? But what you could do, yes. if you were going to do it, it'd be funny if they just leaned into it and had like a a scene where they CGI Bill Paxton in there and, and drag out Helen Hunt from whatever she's up to these days and just have like them get sucked out of a door and another kid down <laughs> in the thing. No, it came back. The, the revenge. Yeah, it just started all over again. It'd be amazing. And then get Jack yeah. Black to come do the part. Of, there you go. Of, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I can understand in some ways where Randy's coming with the Philip Seymour Hoffman Jack Black thing, but I honestly don't think they're anything related. Well, Jack Black's already doing I, this shtick. It's just a shtick. It's not. I, I think they just both happen to be uh, that physical appearance, appearance, and I don't. I don't really see their humor being anywhere alike or delivery being alike. Mm. I mean, I my, I think my, I see. I think I see the the comparison, but I Jack Black was already a other than thing. physical stature, and I, I can't really. I don't really see. Yeah, it. but just kind of that guy's like, yeah, blah, blah, like just being the the weird stoner guy of the group. You could see Jack Black. Would doing you? This role. Would you uh, concede then, in a way that the Jack that the Black line from the stoner? Go ahead. Would you would you concede <laughs> that the line segment from Jack Black to Josh Gad is a little bit smaller? Yeah, that line's smaller. Maybe a little smaller. There you go, a little smaller. <laughs> a little shorter. Jack Gad. I don't hear Randy speaking, so either he's mute himself or he's he's coming up with a great rebuttal. He's having you a brownout. Have, you have this. I uh like it's fine. I I <laughs> I spent this entire movie thinking, wow, this is like a this movie is made a day before Jack Black does this exact same shtick like for a career. What, uh, it's, okay. it's fine. I enjoy it. I really like seriously enjoyed this thing. Mm. Uh, and, and I felt like Philip Seymour Hoffman was somehow totally endemic to the movie. I like, I, I was thinking about like who else could have done this. I can't really well, imagine. Uh, there's just not like, there's something so uh, like you could, you could replace everything around him. And I, I need him to be exactly that. Well, the funny, I, I the funny like, thing about like him the, is he wasn't even like, I don't think Phil Seymour. Did we even know who he was in '96? Not really. Like he, this no, is this. No, I think no. it was the first time I ever saw him. I think. Yeah. yeah. What do we had? We had Goodwill. Was it Goodwill Hunting? It was one of no. It was uh, the Al Pacino uh, scent of a woman? Was that that was before this? Right. Hoo ha! Right. Uh, let me maybe. Let me let me really. I really want to dig into this one thing about about his performance yeah, in this movie because there's when we first meet uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. He's, you know, he's absolutely stoned out of his mind or whatever, what, whatever his weird mindset is, is all full on display. And uh, uh, Bill Paxton asks Jamie Gertz to hang out with him and Philip Seymour Hoffman holds her hand and he basically <laughs> she's holding her hand anytime yeah. 
the characters are near each other yeah. for the rest of the yeah. film. And I just think it's so amazing. It's this little thing. It's not got anything to do with the film, but it makes that character for me. And I, I you got to credit Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm certain that he just decided to hold Jamie Gertz's hand. Yeah. See, Philip, Philip Seahorse. See, okay, Hoffman to me. Okay, <laughs> Philip so, Seahorse so this, Hoffman. This is the got difference. Okay. This is the difference. Hoffman, Hoffman seems to be someone who at one point in time had a promising career and then chose to, you know, just too stressful. He decided to, you know, just, just blow his mind out, take drugs. Jack Black is always the lovable buffoon. I mean, he's never is never intelligence. And I don't think that Hoffman is playing a lovable buffoon here. I think he's just playing someone who's seen he, a lot of He crap. got into every role he ever did, really hardcore. Uh, but remember, keep in mind he was doing drugs now. Ninety six he was he was he's right. been doing drugs right. his whole life. So mm-hmm. So that's I don't think there was ever a point where it's like I'm deciding now like, to do it and like he always he seems like damaged goods is how he kind of feels in every portrayal that yeah I saw yeah like and, an intelligent damaged goods and he was in 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 the real way he was right like he right he mm-hmm. had whatever problems he had damaged yeah I just want to give you this run of movies after Twister for this actor sure. Boogie Nights Montana Big Lebowski Happiness Patch Adams, Flawless, Magnolia, The Talented Mr. Ripley, State and Maine, Almost Famous, Punch Drunk Glove. That that yep. is in that is in five years. Yeah. Right. Now Steve. read off Jack Black's characters and you'll see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really understand why you why you're hammering on this. I, I, do, do you regret bringing up Jack Black now, Scott? Do you? Yeah, it wasn't me. It was Randy brought it up. We're gonna oh, <laughs> that was you. No, it wasn't make me. you regret it. But it's, it's what a run for this guy. Like yeah. what a incredible right, right. loss. Hollywood. I know? agree, dude. The dude was a singular yeah. talent, and uh, you know, I know it's like the one he won the Oscar for, and and maybe it's the overpiped one. But if you watch Capote, it's an amazing thing. It, he is just incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I finally watched The Master, uh, with him and um, the River Phoenix, not River Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, which was another one of those movies he worked with the director on. Anyway, uh. He's just insanely good. He's so freaking yeah, good. Yeah. It's gross how good he is and how way That's too young. That's probably the reason why I got so. I didn't mean to get upset, Randy. <laughs> but when you compared Hoffman to Jack Black, I love both of them, but for different reasons. And the fact that you would run over either one of them with the other's career makes me kind of. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't know I had that touchy subject in my head. Yeah, Go you ahead. didn't know. Look, Jack Black is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The yeah. lovable buffoon. Lo- yeah. Lovable buffoon. I guess and so. I love that. Lovable sure. buffoon. Yeah. He has a very popular uh, TikTok account now. Jack Black does. Right. He dances right. a lot and takes his shirt off and stuff. He certainly does. Yeah. There's a, uh, wow, nothing. He has boobies. <laughs> he has booby boobies. <laughs> no, uh, no dignity uh, stone left unturned no. in that TikTok account. He doesn't care. He's, he's, no, he really he's in it to win it. And, it. and I love it. And I love it. It's pretty great. Um, all right, a couple of other quick uh, pieces of trivia just for funsies here. Both Joss Whedon and Steve Zalian, Zalian uh, were brought in as script doctors at a fee of one hundred thousand a week, but they were not credited, so they did the uh, script stat stuff. This script wow. needs some doctoring. Yeah, that sounds like way too much money. I, I don't know that I believe <laughs> that that money amount. 
uh <laughs> this uh this this movie uh and our director uh, are are notorious for uh asking for more money just mm-hmm. a little bit more money yeah we need more it's money suck hole. yeah we got to do this thing it's a, yeah they are a suck hole very good I mean, I'm, they're a bus I'm out of control at, they're a bus that can't slow down <laughs> mm-hmm. the cost of this movie and it makes sense like yeah. they drove a truck through a house i just can't like you see stuff like that and just like there, there is no amount of money I could ever spend to make that. Yeah, you know? and it was right. a pra- it was a hundred percent a practical effect, and and they did it for a total like visual joke, mm-hmm. but they did it like I had to. It was so a visual expensive. joke too because they the house is on its side mm-hmm. on the road. We, yet when they drive in, they're going up the stairs, which the stairs would be on its side too. You wouldn't drive up the stairs. Yeah, that was messing with my head. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. like they were driving through Escher's house. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, MC Escher was like, "Come use my house for your movie." <laughs> right, exactly. They even, yeah. they even cracked it that why why were they on that road? Because I'm like, yeah, y'all haven't stayed on any road. Why why are you trying so hard to stay on this road right. that is obviously final destination? Yeah. Because the, what the, whatever powers that be he really hates this road. Well, clearly it was because uh, Helen Hunt was not telling uh, Bill how to turn left, turn right. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> because it was always the opposite. Just do the opposite of where you're going now. Because she's like left, right. Yeah, she'd left. be a bad. Uh, <laughs> right, she'd be a bad co-driver in one of those rally rally sport things. So, what, did you guys did you guys ever think that for just a minute? Because we've been primed by watching these uh, uh, Final Destination films over the last couple of weeks. Did y'all ever think for just a minute maybe that the tornadoes were out to get her? That they missed her the first time and they're trying to mm-hmm. come back. Oh yeah, I totally thought that. That that's yeah. isn't that what's kind of implied that uh She had mentioned it once. She had said, you know, like like she was paranoid that the tornado was out to get her specifically impacted and was like, nah, I calm down. Yeah. No, I feel I exactly I figured that was like what uh, the motivation for her character was that mm. uh tornado took her dad, she knows it's coming back for her, she's gonna meet it head on kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I yeah. You're not you're you're I think that's a fair way of putting it. Now I gotta I gotta but we gotta do a little scrutiny here, okay? A little scrutiny. Let's hear it. Well, okay, I have two of them. The first one I just can't verify. No, 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 no. Let's hear the audio clip. Oh, you want to hear that? Is that what you want to hear? You can't invoke that word without giving us the audio clip. All right, here you go. Scrutiny. All right, here you go. So uh, it says here that Garth Brooks turned down the role of Dustin. I don't know. First of all, maybe he... maybe who was Dustin? Oh, Philip Yeah. I don't know if I buy this. A, because they say he turned it down. Or did he... Go for the role, and they turned him down. You know what I mean? Or like, was yeah. he just not even involved? And somebody said, "Oh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of looks like a big ham-headed uh, Garth Brooks." Yeah, right. Maybe let's let's put some notes into the uh, IMDb about him almost. maybe if only only if they had wanted some of his music, maybe for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because has he, he? To my knowledge, he's never appeared in anything other than a Garth Brooks kind of cameo thing. He's never. I don't know. Done let's any see. acting? Garth Has he? Brooks. I don't know. Let's find out. Oh yeah, he's done a little acting. Um, and I'm not talking about not, that Gaines. I'm not talking about the Gaines. You don't have to character. call it acting, but he was in a movie, I think. Right? He was in uh, Behind the Life of Chris Gaines. Wait, is yeah, that that's, that's, that's his that's, name? Chris right? Gaines was his alter ego. Um, right. That emo kid for yeah. like a hot minute. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was in, he was on that. Mad About You for one episode. Speaking of Mad About You, he was. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the connection because there's a couple of Mad About oh, You. Oh yeah, you uh, should totally. You, I'm in this movie called Twister. You should totally audition you should for go, a role. You go guard. in there, and, and Paul Reiser's like, "Hey, what are you guys talking about? Shut up, Paul. Go over there. We're not talking to you." <laughs> uh, uh, he was in. Oh, he played the husband in his video, "The Thunder Rolls." So, all right, uh-huh. the uh, Thunder uh, Rolls. Uh-huh. Or uh, if it's right, he doesn't. He's not an actor in anything. So why would he be yeah. in this? Come on. I don't yeah. buy it. Okay. Uh, other, the, here's the other the scrutiny. That, oh, go ahead. The thing you, you could put anybody into is Dread Pirate Roberts in this movie because for <laughs> starters, for starters, he's struggling to ke- keep the accent in place. Yeah. He's struggling. I mean, gosh, you just you, you see the guy sweating to get this accent uh, <laughs> stable. He does okay, but, but it's still, oh, it's all it's also a lot of ADR for him and it oh, really rub, rubbed me wrong. Him, every, but also, I'm sorry, Carrie Elwes just doesn't look that that mean and dangerous. There's He just can't pull it off. Yeah. And I kept thinking, this could have been the thing where Sylvester Stallone was turned down for this role. You know what? Stallone would have been awesome in that role. Oh, yeah, just yeah, like a he jerky. Yeah, but he would have yeah. been way over. Yeah, right? Well, they would. This, this is a, it, nobody would have matched him up for this. Like, no, they wouldn't. That no. was never in the cards. However, they did say, okay, so here's some other people they were looking at, not for him, but for what's his name. So Tom Hanks was in there. Kurt Russell was possible. Michael Keaton. Kurt they Russell's say not bad. you need someone who can kind of not steal the steal steal the scenery from the tornadoes. They right. kind of need to. I mean, Bill Paxton's a great pick because he is kind of like good but not not over the top good yeah it says here he was chosen due to like his alone his yeah. <laughs> yeah right over the top good and not i'm not saying over the top good over the top um not the movie right exactly Turn around, right. joe it don't do a tornado it joe. Movie, not a sylvester stallone movie joe it's right. over we need to go back like i can't even imagine here comes a tornado exactly. turn my hat around yeah, before turn it around. turns around for me here comes I'm telling you that tornado's gonna turn left <laughs> i only got liability on my truck <laughs> Yeah. You're taking my you're taking my point way too serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, don't say I'm saying that we often I, I really sometimes wonder, Brian, right. if you prefer I don't say things. I, we're, we often come across this weird thing where weird people who have no business being in movies like Garth Brooks are credited as having been considered. And like if the, if there's one role in this film that anyone could have done good in it's carrie elwes's role mm-hmm. it's just like anyone oh, yeah. seriously i would have loved yeah. to see george hamilton in that role like just anyone yeah just about anybody could be in that role i'm gonna agree with you yeah you could like have jack done. black sure That'd jack black actually that's what you do you get jack black on the other side on the mean side that's not <laughs> bad side. okay right. i got a question about the the van halen bit so in the middle it's a sammy hagar van halen era thing right where they play it right and then at the end of the show though they got this thing that's credited as eddie van halen and alex van halen it's the only time they've ever done anything together as credited outside of van halen as just a sort of brother deal it's called respect the wind and it was like the instrumental there's no singing it's all just like eddie (laughs) instrumental no singing yeah no singing that instrumental No singing in my instrumental. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but th- and that was pretty good. Like that thing at the end, I hung around for the credits and it was good. Uh, okay, the well, thing earlier was terrible. It was awful. The thing in the middle. Yeah. Totally disagree. And and let me tell you a story. So I was the biggest Van Halen fan in the world as a kid. I was in their fan club. I oh you know God. like I I went and lined up at a record store to buy 
their new album when it came out. Like, and this one, uh, this movie followed an album called Balance, and uh, Van Halen had put out this album, and then they'd gone on this long tour. And everyone who was kind of following Van Halen was recognizing that they were headed to a breakup with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Hagar was this uh, party guy who also had this super, super chill side. And so, like, he had fallen in love. He had a wife. He bought a, an estate in Maui where he still lives. And uh, and so he had all of these requirements that were no longer meshing with Van Halen. They were on this this difficult tour, and Sammy Hagar was literally saying to, like, uh, rock magazine interviewers, I can't do this with these guys. Alex Van Halen is broken physically, and Eddie Van Halen is a sloppy drunk. And they, you know, he needs to he needs to stop being an alcoholic because I can't I can't work with him. So then, the, on the other side, you have the Van Halen brothers aren't going to fight with each other. They're going to fight with the person accusing them of being, uh, you know, shitty. So they were clearly, clearly headed to a breakup when their management company made a deal with Warner Brothers to play songs that would be on a greatest hits album also uh, in this movie. And they could not make it work. They were just at each other's throats. They they kept flying Sammy Hagar from Hawaii over to California mm. to, to, do, to write vocals and to sing. And he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be around them. He said every moment in uh, Eddie Van Halen's studio, Van Halen was drunk from, you know, dawn to, to dusk every single day. And, like, it was just the, it was the end of them as a unit. However... However, the song Humans Being ends up being on their greatest hits album and don't let anybody tell you that that is not a good song or that Van Halen didn't like the song. They literally performed it live for 10 years after this. You mean the I, one the went, song in the in the movie you're talking about? Yes. That is a garbage went, garbage song. It's I went horrible. To see, it is I went to see Van Halen fronted by Gary Sharon and they had Gary Sharon sing Human's Being live. It this, is This episode they, has made me learn a few things. First of all, Randy's passion for this. Second of all, Brian's passion, passion for Jack Black and yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, but look, I mean, I my I loved Van Halen, but the Hagar years, they were bad. They were bad. They were not good. 5150 is not a good album. There's a song or two on there that you're like, all right, I can kind of enjoy that in a weird nostalgic way. But Van Halen was done, dude. And this thing, this thing is so bad in here. The thing at the end of the movie is pretty cool, but it's just Eddie doing guitar things. And that's Randy, I respect your love and passion for the Van Halen. Oh, the Hagar years, though. They're bad. Wait, Ibit, you're a music guy. Pipe in on this. How do we feel? <laughs> Ibit's like, don't bring me into like, this. Don't bring me into this. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a tried and true David Lee Roth, Van Halen uh, guy. There is no, for me, there is no Van Halen without David Lee Roth. He was the sound and the, and the, the visuals of that band. No, no Hagar, no Sharon. Um, it's got to be. It's it's David it's, Lee or nothing for a, me. It's <laughs> absolute crime shame. It, it's just such a shame that all of these guys, especially David Lee Roth, couldn't age well. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like Man. Rolling the Rolling Stones get to have fifty years of a career, but David Lee Roth just 
crashed and burned and became useless like his his last few attempts over the last 15 years to go front a band live are just embarrassing and like so it's it's hard to kind of look back and and say that you know in 1996 it was you know it was any different but it was it was different and 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 i'll be honest uh i don't know that i would reckon like was the was the Van Halen song played during the uh, cutting up cans montage? Where was the song played? Because it was I, during I, I did not even, all the time. Okay, because I did I not recognize it. recognize it as Van Halen. So when you guys are bringing it up, I'm like, all right, I'm looking in my library. Do I have this song? I don't think I've got this song anymore. Do you have the Twister I, I, album? I freaking, I freaking linked the song to you guys two weeks ago in in Discord. It's it's this thing that's very recognizable for being in this movie mm. only like that's the only okay. place that you ever find this van halen song. yeah because it's poop it's a poop song <laughs> and doesn't belong I, whatever obviously this stuff is subjective I, and all that i guess this, this soundtrack as well as the uh, music uh, for the motion picture is just chock full of just interesting choices, in my opinion. Yeah, they got uh, I, what's I, her name? Who's who's the lady on the piano with her legs spread apart all the time? What's her uh, name? Amos. Tori, Tori, Tori Amos. Amos. Yeah, yeah. She's in here. And, and this and, twister, <laughs> the music from the music from the film, I think is is great. I I love a lot of the songs they picked. Yeah, it was cool. Also, I think some of the, the some of the scoring is really good, but there are times where it's just too Pollyanna. It's just too Spielberg. Uh, it, when they're just kind of out in the daytime driving their trucks, it's just do and this just is not the right mood. It's not the right mood. It's yeah. I mean, I felt it. Um, I know we're going to give it a soundtrack right at the end of this, but for the most part, it just felt like it was period '90s action movie soundtrack. Not memorable, but not not bad enough to be memorable, right? Like yeah, yeah. right, uh, not so egregious. So that it middle of the go, road that. Uh, it, it should have yellow lines painted down its back. And by the way, if you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but if uh, <laughs> nice, uh, the project was co- it was a co-production between Universal and Warner, Warner Brothers, which doesn't happen very often. Once in a while, studios work together, but that's why the drive-in movie marquee had Psycho there, and they were showing The Shining. Those are two right, separate studios, right. oh, but they I got didn't to even catch the. Yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, you gotta love the fact that this is the fourth movie. I was th- yeah. trying to think of all the movies that feature the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth so movie that many. features the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, yeah so many. Weird. <laughs> Every time I, and, number... and, we, and we always see it and see, oh, there's that kid that Brian Ibbett was almost that kid. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no kidding. If I had made, gotten that role, I would have been in You would have been in Twister as well. I would have been in Dr. Sleep. I would have been... <laughs> would I have been in Ready Player One? Did... did did, uh, yes. Yeah, because I believe I believe they did show the kid on his yeah, uh, showed him on the like, bike. Yeah, that's like the opening scene. Yep. All right, dude, your so, career. Yeah, you be. really I missed really out. Really so missed out. We yeah. t- we try and and honestly, I try to pick films that rub that in your face because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Good really luck fighting anymore because this one was a surprise to me. I'd forgotten about The Shining being in this one. Yeah. So and all I saw the Psycho sign because it was falling right in the middle of the screen i yeah. was like oh no that's pretty, pretty neat falling. touch though to have that that category five landing right when it's tearing up the theater or tearing up the screen yeah. while jack is doing jack the axe it the was wall. only that was only four f's here's Scott. johnny or, sorry, yeah, that, that was, was four f's. that and, was only four f's oh, okay got it and my favorite thing <laughs> about all of that is that the whole little town or, or everybody at that drive-in movie they all go into the same barn cellar it's, it's yeah. like a 
it's like a barn slash motel. So you did the joke at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all go in this barn cellar and then the tornado attacks the barn with everything in the yeah. town. Yeah. It, it like it's it's so weird. It's like it's exactly like Jack Nicholson trying to come through the door. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just this yeah. wonderful little lineup. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well, it did for a second feel like it was uh that motel that Tina and i went to last september that's it's like this I was thinking yeah, yeah there's this uh, yeah. uh landmark here in colorado southeast like almost to the border of new mexico down by the sand dunes this hotel that was built on movie a manor. movie manor exactly built on a uh, drive-in theater and from your room it's crappy it's a crappy view but from your room you can watch the the drive and i thought that's i thought Did jamie Griffith was going to open the window when the um right when the TV stopped working and watched did, The Shining. <laughs> did they have like an airport garage hangar out there as well? They did it? not. No, but I'm sure oh. there was a barn. Like there had to be a barn nearby. <laughs> right. What a weird, I mean, that was the whole point of Dunaway's intro, but what a weird construct that whole location was. Just everything that was yeah. there together is a very odd thing. And maybe one exists and that very one exists and we just don't know it. I don't know. It has but... to, right? Because oh, that's gosh. a real drive-in. It looked like they cut. I couldn't tell if they cut it that way or not. Yeah, I, I don't tell. know. I couldn't so, tell either. John DeBont claims that everything in this movie was that you see, that you experience, was taken from something that they discovered when, you know, uh, studying reality. Yeah. So, like, for example, all of the things that you see tornadoes do, like rolling a house over onto its head, that's something that is actually documented in our history. That has happened. Yeah, but how about the and, cow bits? Are the cow bits? Right, that's the thing. Like he, <laughs> he says, John DeBont says the reason the cows are in the movie is because when they were researching, they talked to a farmer who had who had a tornado come through a pasture and take some of his cows, but not all of them, because apparently tornadoes are very like precise mm-hmm. in what they do. And so, and then th- those cows were found 20 miles away and several of them were alive. <laughs> they were, they were standing around and they had survived traveling in a tornado for 20 miles. WTM. And, right. <laughs> what the move? What, what the move? What the move? <laughs> nice. That's what cows yeah, say I, when they're upset. And yeah, right. upset. I'd say you could pretty much come up with anything you want in your movie and say, oh, yeah, a farmer told me this really happened. Yep. <laughs> right, yeah. The farmer stories are always sure. true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but, but those are the kinds of things that we re- we relate to, right? right. Like mm-hmm. the, right. the little town with the drive-in movie theater and the little roadside motel. Like that's that may not actually exist, but we relate to it and we think it looks cool because we could imagine it, you know? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, by the way, just a side note, it says Helen Hunt previously auditioned for the role of Dr. Ellie Sattler on Jurassic Park. She was she was almost in yeah, absolutely. the I decades two the decades yeah, two yeah. biggest uh, action films. Because you you could argue that Jurassic Park and this are probably the two big action they're, films until the Matrix. Brian Dunaway, my answer to your question is this movie, Twister, could have starred Laura Dern and Sam Neill. What? They totally no, could have. Yeah, now totally I'm could've. okay yeah. with that. You're you're yeah, that's not a that's not a So just well, swap the Sam, swap Sam the Neill, thing. I don't know if he could have played that fast. No, I think it Sam Neill could have done it. I just don't know if it goes as well the other way. I don't know that I don't know that um <laughs> that Bill Paxton plays a very good doctor. What's that, his name? I think you could have also like done see. the Ed Harris, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mestrantonio from the Abyss uh, relationship yeah, yeah, in this yeah. one, too. Ed yeah. Harris at this age? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how that woman made it so everyone has to say her whole name when they bring her up, don't Mary they? Mary Elizabeth Mestrantonio. There's no way you can get around it because that's her name. No. You can't no, just you can't say, say, oh, Mary yeah. Because, no, yeah. you have to, you mean, you have to say her name because that's her name. Mary Elizabeth yeah, but, Mastrantonio. Yeah. Like, what the frick is that? 
Back yeah, it up, I mean, you have lady. to do the same thing with um, Joseph Gordon Levitation, Mary Louise Parker. <laughs> you have to do the same thing with uh, look, who's people. The other woman fried I'm no longer tomatoes? calling you by your full names. It's too much trouble. Yeah, but what I mean is, there's a lot of sy- syllables in her in her long ass yeah. name. Yeah, that's so true, I don't right. mind three names if it's like Larry Bob Curly. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. That's fine. The link. <laughs> It's not the length, it's the number of pauses you got to take between syllables, is what you're saying. I'm Mary saying- Stuart Masterson. On Antonio Banderas, or however long it goes. There's more to it than that, right? What's Antonio, the Antonio Michael Miguel uh, <laughs> Alejandro Banderas. Yeah, and all, and all you really have to do is say, the lady with her shirt off in the abyss. And I'll go, oh yeah, yeah, we know the one. <laughs> Uh, well, Ed Harris was pounding on her chest. Remember that? That was a thing. Yeah. You never gave up on anything in your life. Yeah. Why haven't we watched Especially the Abyss? Especially movie nudity. We need to watch the Abyss. Why haven't we done we that? We did sack the Abyss. No, we right? have not. We have not done the Abyss. We have never done the Abyss. I'm sure of it. Let me look it up. Before we look it up, before we look it up, Brian, did we did we do it? Oh, absolutely. I want to know the vote. Yeah, okay. we haven't done it. We have not done it. Nope. Yeah. I no, checked. I would remember that. I checked the like RSS we have. feeds. We have. Not I watched done it. all those sister twister uh, <laughs> sphere movies together. I remember all of those sister twisters. Well. Sister twister. I like it feels that. again like twister. Michael Bean is a required like whatever movie Michael Bean was in. We had to watch for for film sex. So yeah. As soon as the abyss is streaming. There you go. Uh, by the way, it seems to confirm Randy's. Uh, discussion about how Van Halen was falling apart at that point. Uh, our good friend Thist on the internet uh, sent a tweet that said, don't forget to let the credits roll to hear Respect the Wind by Alex and Eddie Van Halen. It is the only song Alex was ever credited for outside the band Van Halen, and they wrote it because they hated each other. Um, sorry, they hated the other song that was contributed to the movie Humans Being by Sam, uh, with Sammy. I know. And so, it's just weird that you would call her the expert here and i'm telling you i'm not saying she's that's an expert what I was saying. Years, she's not an years expert. later i watched van halen live perform the song will, humans being they I did not never, hate it they loved it I, I will never deny randy's passion and and experience and knowledge on this subject i will always defer to randy i just meant two there's <laughs> two, i got there stuff. are two blizzard employees who both have differing opinions and i think they should fight it out uh, gladiator style. That's how. Oh, two two men enter, one yeah. Halen leaves. One Halen leaves. leaves. Um. All right. What else? Oh. Uh. What? What did I, I write here? I wrote, okay. I wrote. Let me right. let me read this weird sentence I made. I don't understand what I wrote. Love the scene where they veer into the road that almost hits the dicks. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, oh. When the uh, when the jerk uh, scientists they were on the other yeah. side of the road and they came to oh, the corn yeah, and almost dicks. hit them. Yeah, the highway should be right here, Ferris. Hey. Yeah, I watched this movie at one a.m. You guys, I am so tired. Yeah, I believe it because I was up late for other reasons. Anyway, sorry, Ibit, uh, uh, you were going to say. I just, I just had, I had one more thing in my notes, um, and it's back to the tech of these things. So uh, forget the little the little balls with uh, Diet Pepsi uh, umbrellas on them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The lid of that thing, you wouldn't need any sort of machine to un- unlatch the lid because that thing is held on with one Ace Hardware hinge and a yeah. big sheet of plexiglass. Yep. Yeah, I I had problems. I'm like all these storm chasers who know exactly, or at least have a good idea, how tornadoes work on the outside, mm-hmm. at least maybe not on the mm-hmm. inside, at least on the outside, that they wouldn't have thought we'll need to anchor this thing that they didn't think. Oh, you know what might happen? There might be strong winds. 
Yeah, there might <laughs> like, be strong think? winds in this tornado. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, right. I agree. I agree. Everything about the the those mechanisms, the super mm-hmm. dumb, super dumb. Um, I mean, I kind of like the idea that I, hey, if we I like the idea them- of them being little balls flying up in the air. I also like the fact that uh, that that uh, that that the other the the competition went with cubes like cube balls. Right, I know. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like golden arts. Is nothing like right? yours? Yeah, ours are cubes. And there's a third. There's a third one. It's a bunch of students, and theirs are little kids. Oh right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. When uh, um, oh, was I going to say? Oh, uh, do you think that when you uh applied to work with her team do you think the application said how are you with nothing but diet pepsi to drink is that okay <laughs> that was a lot of stuff maybe that's what was in those straws that's Just what's a lot in of yeah, diet pepsi yeah. i guess or, so. or meat juice i'm not sure one of the two because there's a lot of meat in this movie this was the most meaty meaty movie i've watched a I lot of meat. Long time. That gravy is its own uh, food category or whatever yeah. Whatever the case group, is. Yeah. Also, uh, nope. uh, that provided us a montage, which we have not had in a while. I just wanted to yeah. mention it's been like a long time since we had a montage on the show. The can shopping montage. Yep. Um, mm. One last thing on that same note. Wouldn't having those balls go up in a tornado, it's supposed to help you predict what tornadoes do. Wouldn't it just help you predict what that tornado is going to do? Yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't and- be different every, or it would be different every time, right? Yeah. I didn't understand the, I didn't understand the data they were capturing and how it would, benefit them long term and i didn't want to so i kind of stopped there like, <laughs> when oh, it okay. is a way it is a hand wavy thing of like the <laughs> right the, oh look oh, here's what here's what we needed to do and we finally did got you it know to do these, that thing i mean right, I, did you I, know these tornadoes go around in circles here's what i think like they were kind of funnel here's what i think <laughs> they were guys know that? they were trying to suggest the idea that if you put enough of those inside the internal funnel that it would essentially mimic the shape of the funnel and we'd learn how that thing was built like inside right. the funnel right so i they kind of got that point across I don't know. That's the best way to do it. Honestly, yeah, the best I, way to do it is tie yourself to a freaking pipe with your leather and watch it. <laughs> That's how you do the, it. The movie, you know, the movie could only possibly take place this particular little story, you know, right before the internet and smartphones and all that stuff. We just, in 1996, we couldn't imagine that we were a few years away from there literally being millions of weather stations in, in, you know, just one country and them being connected to an incredible amount of computational power. You know, like in, in the last 30 years, our experience as consumers of the weather has changed so much. Like it's really freaking amazing. My my smartphone tells me exactly when it's going to start raining to the minute, you know? Because there's just so much there's so much stuff, but in 96, man, Jamie Gertz answering the phone while they're driving around. Wow, that was so right. cool. Yeah. Right. That was that Yeah, was... these days it would be a plane dropping a bunch of those balls like a Storm chaser plane just yeah. going, okay, we're yeah. above the uh, tornado. Exactly. Just oh, this, is super, this is super easy. We're just going to fly well, over This the is tornado. the sequel. This is the sequel with their kid, their right. son. Their right. son that survived right. the, the, the F5 that killed his parents, and now he's going to go do it, but fly Twistiest. over it. Yeah, twisty, twi- Twister 2. The, twi- uh, uh, the Twister 2. This time, it's less personal. Yeah, this time, it's from above. And those are problem I had with this, this film constantly, and I... I I want to thank Ron White, who's a, a, a comedian. Oh, the comedian that drinks, stands there drinking yeah, the scotch yeah, while I mean, he talks. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I remember when that was very popular, and I, I listened to my fair share of Ron White uh, comedy album. But I remember him talking about people who didn't want to leave areas of like tornadoes and hurricanes, and he was he was always he made a comment, and I hadn't really thought much about it, but he was like, "It's not that the wind is blowing." It's what the wind is blowing that makes those things dangerous. Yeah. And the fact that they were, you know, 
strapping themselves to a pipe that would keep you from getting sucked up, possibly, but it certainly would not keep you from getting tortoise. Well, rigs. getting, getting, no. yes, and but also having the, the the idea that the tornado would just stop and that's where it would be and it would it would dissipate there. That's dumb. Right. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Happened a lot. Yeah. Well, and and, and uh, we're not going to be tor- in the knife barn, but we're going to just put ourselves a few feet outside <laughs> of the knife barn because those knives I totally won't leave the, the barn. Knife did, barn. Did you notice that every tornado that dissipated in this movie did so after attacking the two main characters <laughs> yeah, and failing to kill them? <laughs> that's that's why I felt very. That's why it felt more Final Destination to me than anything. It's like yeah. okay, well, I've 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 failed. I might as well go ahead and stop. Yeah. Uh, another thing uh, that is so unrealistic is them looking like with their eyes open mm. while they're in tornadoes. Right. Mm. Because that's just that just means you're going to lose your vision. You you won't be able God. to see your eyes will and get destroyed. They did lose their vision. Bill Paxton and uh, Helen Hunt both lost their vision during the filming of this uh, for a short time. Oh really? Wait, from, like uh what from? Stuff blown in their eyes? Uh some some moron director decided it'd be a good idea to light a whole bunch of really bright lights to uh create uh, this this film effect that would make it look dark. And as a consequence, it it burned, uh, it burned their retinas essentially. That's crazy. I would never, so I would never heard that. Like a, yeah, blind for like twenty four or forty eight hour period where they had to wear wow. special glasses and eye drops and and the such. Did they? Uh, okay, wow, that seems like the a, making. The making of this film has a bunch of uh, this crew driving around these two jet engines that are mounted on the back of flatbed trucks. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they turn on these jet engines to blow things and they just drop the stuff in front of them and it blows. And so they, you like, they're just, they come in there with like hay and leaves and branches and stuff and they drop it and it blows. And you put, you put your actors under a bridge and then a piece of plexiglass right in front of them. So it doesn't actually hit them. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still in wind. Like uh, the plexiglass is maybe saving them from losing their vision. But what we see as as moviegoers is people with their eyes open yeah. while a tornado is blowing <laughs> debris at their face mm-hmm. and that's just like no it took me out of the movie i'm just like no you would be you would be in the fetal position crying with your eyes as shut as you could make them mm-hmm. yeah this is it's a it's a movie that it does a pretty good job of parking your brain in the, at, at the at the door but you, right. but you gotta keep yeah, it there. A lot there. of hand waving yeah. has to take place. You gotta keep it there, or else you're gonna not have a, as good a time. I know a lot of people listening to this love this movie, and I do. I do. I really I do still like love it. it. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. I think it's got some problems. Most of it deals with dialogue and some pretty crappy sound mixing and some other stuff. Uh, but the storm bits and the overall energy, like it's great. It's the same reason speed is great. And now I want to right. watch Speed again because and the humor, great. the good humor, man. They drop a freaking uh, tanker truck and explode it twice, yeah. and then and then they have guys on the radio. Did you see that explosion? And hell, <laughs> yeah, we saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are moments like that that were all right, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you sure spent a lot of money to drive through a house. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of money. Like here's I, uh, I don't oh, regret this ahead. film. I love this film. No, I love no this regrets. Good, and good, good film sack film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Being stuck at home for days, you probably don't think much about your internet privacy on your own home network. Fire up incognito mode on your browser. No one can even see what you're doing right. Wrong! Even in incognito mode, which isn't very incognito these days, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single, wingle, or single website you ever visit. That's why, even when I'm at home, 
and never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP uh, can't see what other sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is is anonymized, and that's important. It cannot be traced back to you. It also encrypts 100% of your data in its best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, smartphone, whatever. ExpressVPN has you covered on every single device. Simply tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest, most trusted VPN on the market, and it's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and more. Uh, the simplicity is what draws me to it. It's just simple. You run it, and it's on. That's it. You don't have to do anything crazy or jump through any hoops. Protect your online privacy today with the VPN I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash filmsack, and you can get an extra three months free that's three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N, expressvpn.com slash filmsack. Expressvpn.com slash filmsack. Let's do some clips. There are not a ton because, again, the dialogue's not that often, but we have enough to, to do some. So here's uh, Cameron rolling the maps. Don't fold the maps. I didn't fold the map. Yeah, well, Kansas is a mess. There's a big crease right through Wichita. Roll the maps. Roll the maps. Roll the maps. Fro- Frogert, roll the maps. Roll the maps, Frogert. Cameron's, Cameron's telling you to roll the map. Yeah, do what we tell you to do. All right, here's roll something about the map. Here's the suck zone. The suck zone. It's the point. Basically, at which the twister sucks you up. I feel like you didn't have to explain that so hard. Just no. <laughs> but that was the that was the brilliance of that was a couple of things that was really good with this movie, and it was the editing because it took what was there and really knew when to pace it slow mm-hmm. and to pace it fast, and just sure massive undertaking to create chaos and order at the same time. Uh, I made a note here that the ADR is not great, so here's an example of that. You know what, honey? I find this kind of interesting. I'm going to tag along. I mean, just, uh, gosh, dang. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know totally felt like the studio. I recorded this on a microphone. Tag along. Like this. <laughs> I know the sets are noisy, especially car stuff. I've just seen this done a lot better than that. And, yeah. naughty, and, and older stuff, too. It doesn't all have to be, you know, more modern than 96. Anyway, here's a... Uh, you took Dorothy, damn it. Dorothy. You took her, you damn thief. You damn thief. <laughs> you damn dirty thief. I mean, you expect him to say, yeah, and piece of shit or something like that, but he just he can't yeah. do it. All right, here's some sharp retorts. Because the days of sniffing the dirt are over. Better than what you sniff. Better than what you sniff. <laughs> no, that, that seemed improv because they don't even show the character that says it. No, nope, It's right. one of, uh, and I couldn't even tell if it was. If it was one of Bill Paxton's guys or if it was one of uh, Dread Pirate Roberts guys. Right. I, I you would assume, assume it was Paxton because that would have been the volley. Yeah. Been the turn, turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should have been. Yeah. Can better we, than what you Can sniff. we hear that again just to hear Cariel was trying, straining for the accent? Yeah, here it goes. Because the days of sniffing the dirt are over. Better than what you sniff. <laughs> butts. You sniff butts. Yeah, you sniff butts. <laughs> I'm implying that you sniff butts. 
here's Jamie Gertz talking about marriage. She did not marry your penis. Okay, there's that. Did not marry your penis. All right. And there's and there's more. There's there's a second joke there. Yeah, where she says, okay, maybe she didn't just marry your penis, right? Just marry your penis. Yeah, it wasn't a very good follow-up, so I didn't capture it. Um, (laughs) I put the dialogue is not great. I stand by that choice. I've never seen clutter like this. I don't think anybody has. I don't think anybody has. This is the first time I've been... It's, it's just... Yeah. That stuff is, is that, not... Was that uh, from Hoarders or was that from this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that if there's an episode of Hoarders where somebody walks in there and goes, there's a yeah. lot of clutter in here. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it like this. like this. Wow. That's a good way to start an episode. No one's ever seen it. Uh, cows. I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Uh-huh. We got cows. She was terrible in this. Jamie Gertz was Her terrible. accent was atrocious. Yeah. I was offended for my people. Yeah. Kind of locked her accent. And you, usually those... <laughs> you would, intro boy. You would. Right. Uh, you know, usually those characters are supposed to be our connection to a world of stuff that we don't know. She's, she's the one getting introduced yeah, yeah, to exactly. storm chasing. So it's like when they explain, when they dumb down storm chasing... They're dumbing She's it down for the audience, right, but right. Uh, I didn't want to be her. I don't no. think any right. anybody in the audience wanted to be her. Nope, nope, didn't want to be her. <laughs> Not once. I did want to be butt naked. Okay, there's that butt naked. Uh, <laughs> boy, talking about a character that got very—he's almost our chick in the bucket. Just very little to do. Um, what's his name? Right. Uh, dum, 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 let me find it. His Is name it is no. Is it Sean Thompson? No. Oh, he didn't no. either. Sean Thompson got hardly anything to do. He's the guy that got his head yeah. hit with the uh, the hubcap. Like, barely oh, talked. Oh, right. Preacher, yeah. Barely mm-hmm. talked. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Is it Gregory Sploidier? No. Maybe. Anyway. So I'm a couple of... It might be able to tell you who it is, but I can't, I've totally forgotten. That's the problem, is they didn't do anything. They just... A couple right. of lines and they were done. It's like, don't have a big probably team Jer- effort. Probably Jeremy Davies then. Well, he... he I definitely recognized him. Day. And he was quiet. Faraday was very quiet. All right. Um, I don't know what this is. So I'll play it. That'd be sweet. Oh. Oh, that girl. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. We didn't uh, even talk about her. What's her name? Yeah, she's, she, she's very secondary. I mean, she has a couple of lines, but they don't really. Wendy Joseph. I'm sorry. Wendell Joseph, sir. Joseph. Uh, she's an art educator, mother. Uh, hey, I forgot name? about her being the last action hero because I don't remember it, but she was the candy girl, apparently. Oh, really? Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, she still keeps pretty pretty busy. Does about one thing a year, although hasn't for a couple of years. Not in this film, though. She was very, very back there. She and was I, one uh, of four women in the whole film, and they just didn't. Mm. Unless you count the yeah. girls who worked in the drive-in. Mm. <laughs> Please have a trip alert. Yeah, I can give you one. Hold on, i got to move back here. to. This movie is one of the best examples ever of slobs versus snobs. Mm. And uh, <laughs> versus snobs goes, it goes all the way back to the Marx Brothers. Like every Marx Brothers movie is mm. about is about this. Uh, this one in particular, like you have these guys all driving black black minivans and wearing sunglasses with their slick back hair versus our heroes. And the woman you're talking about is a great example. She's dressed so casually. She, you know, like very little makeup, barely has. She is just supposed to look like a hippie. That's all she's here for. Yeah. She's just and she to... was. She must have also been brought. I, I, so, so our our hero here, 
in this film. Helen Hunt must have brought a bunch of people in that she knew from Mad About You because, once again, uh, this actress was in a episode of Mad About You in mm. 95. So there's been a lot of those so far. Apparently that was a thing to be on that show. I yeah. Guess. Alan Ruck still make Garth it. Brooks feel worse and worse, yeah. aren't we? Like, yeah. Uh, all these other people seen... made it. How come you didn't? Yeah. We've it's seen like a lot that. of movies. Mm-hmm. We've seen several movies where the the theme trope of the movie was slobs versus snobs. My favorite example is uh, Stripes, right? Stripes oh, yeah. is yeah. perfect. Hey, another Bill uh, Paxton role. He was in Stripes briefly. It was like one of his first things. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barely in it. Look at all this Bill Paxton. He's everywhere. All right. This li- I wrote, this laugh is bad, and I, and I believe it's still true that it's bad. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that laugh. Uh, there's Dickie from Justified. Yeah, touchdown, touchdown. Tornado is on the ground. So this would have been, what, a year or two before uh, he was in Saving Private Ryan? Because he was in that, and he was very good in that. And then, right. then we saw him in Lost, and then he was Dickie from yeah. Justified. That guy's great. Right. Wow, God. It's, it's such a such opposite characters, him and uh, Justified and Lost. Oh, yeah, like, right? I, I they forget it's the same. Couldn't be more different. Yeah. He really stuck with me in Justified. Just the weirdest dude. Man, I missed that show. All right. Um, that's no. Oh, here's the Star Wars uh, connection. That's no moon! It's a space station! Okay. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun for it's me. okay. Here's angry ADR. What's going on? Oh, uh, I, I don't believe this. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you just slam those, like, just hit crank on the buttons and maybe something right. will happen. Yeah, right. just keep pounding them. Those are all wet. They, I don't know if I bugged anybody else, but those computer keyboards are all wet. And I know they're not yeah. industrial, like waterproof ones. And it just made me nervous. I didn't like it. it made me feel funny. Yeah. Didn't like yeah. seeing that. Uh, all right. That truck guy made me laugh. So check this out. This is a total throwaway, but it made me laugh. Oh, look at the truck. It's trash. It was just some guy in the crowd <laughs> after this huge, horrible thing. Uh, it's so good. And then also, all right, I'm not a EMT. I don't go to people's houses and help them with their heart attacks and their, their whatnots, yeah. you know. But it just seems like you, you would get him to the uh, hospital first before you'd make this particular statement. So here's an EMT at the scene right after they pulled Sookie's grandma out of the house. Okay. So here's that. We'll probably keep her overnight just to be safe. <laughs> no. We, yeah. We'll you, probably keep her overnight just to be safe. I don't know what the doctor's going to say. I don't care what he's going to say. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're going to do it until she's safe. Come on now. Plus, then, she ain't got no place to live. Where are we going to send her? Home? Yep, yep. And then here she is making a weird sound. Oh. All right. There's that. Well, don't but you hurt. can keep hubcap uh, slashed and forehead guy. Yeah, you know, don't don't worry about him. We we don't need to keep him overnight. All right, right I think it's fine now. Let's put some super glue on it. <laughs> now this. <laughs> Film sack checklist. Cameron really could have used Google Maps and GPS. Check. Mm. Tornado over man. Tornado over. Check. <laughs> uh, let's, over, man. let's play grab the hose check all right there was, oh, there was large that, rope on the ground yeah it was a, i thought it was a hose wasn't it a hose no i think you said large rope on the ground i don't know i was referring to a tornado dialogue oh. they were talking about oh i thought that, i'm thinking of the time they were they were at the drive-in place and they were all trying to hunker down and then a, it was right before the guy got hit in the head with the thing. oh the air hose yeah it was a hose then oh, i thought yeah. it was a gas hose i guess it was an air hose okay yeah because they were in they were in a mechanic's 
uh, pit, essentially. Got it. Is where they're right, at, right. at garage. Like you do near a driving the movie theater. Yeah, they were in the low, low, lower level of the Jiffy Loop. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Every, don't, a lot of people don't know that's down there. All right. Well, you got to uh, work on that Nissan Sentra somehow. Me either. The last time I visited, I was like, oh, there's a guy down there. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, be careful. He's under your undercarriage the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, how's your father? Yeah. What's that guy doing down there? <laughs> Richard Lineback uh, is our first truck connection. He played Mr. Thornton in TNG, played uh, Ronus in the first season episode, Symbiosis. He was also on DS9 and Enterprise as other characters. Bruce Wright hmm. was uh, Murphy. He was the NSSL scientist. Uh, in DS9, he played Sarish Rez in the fourth season episode, Crossfire. And then also a character in the Expanse episode on Enterprise. Then you had Anthony Rapp, of course. He played Tony uh, in right. Discovery. He is Stamets, science officer, blah, blah, blah. And then Alan Ruck, who played Ra- uh, the Rabbit there. Uh, he played John Harriman, captain of the USS Enterprise B in Star Trek Generations. I forgot about that. I did too, but it's cool. What's he doing? What's Alan Ruck doing? What's he up to? Alan Ruck? Yeah. He's uh... He's back in Egypt land. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. Alan Ruck. I don't know what that means. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good from, Cam- from uh, Ferris Bueller. It's when, uh, oh, okay. when Cameron was in Egypt's <laughs> land. I, got you. I wasn't go. connecting that. Oh, he's in succession, that uh, uh, thing with Kiefer Suther- Sutherland. And uh, in a new untitled body swap thriller. It's oh, Lord. Body yeah. off. Yeah, body off. And... Uh, my favorite thing in here is a movie he was in in 2018 called Sierra Burgess is a Loser. That sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, he's in the Exorcist series. That was very good, by the way. That shouldn't have been good. It was, and it was did way under Did you say the Exorcist series? No, yeah, yeah, the series in 2016. There was a TV series. I think you got canceled after a season. I don't remember that. It, Exorcist, I, really? I, yeah, I watched huh. three or four of those. I, they were cool. Yeah. They were good. I enjoy when they do those. I like the Friday. Did you guys ever watch the Friday the 13th series? Yeah, it was good. Related. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so stupid. I mean, at its time, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Oh, man, he is. Cameron's in all sorts. He's working. He's getting, mm-hmm. he's getting he it is. done. Yeah, he's getting it done. All right, uh, that's it for clips. Let's now do this. Nope, not that. We have to get to you guys first. Uh, oh, the soundtrack grade. I'd give it an SFON for sufficient for our needs. It's not great, mm-hmm. but it works for what it's supposed to do. And that's yeah, all I'm going to say about that. It's appreciated. All right, now. Talk about we... Mark Mancini for just a second? Yeah, please. Lay it on. So, us. looking at my score collection, lots of Mark Mancina. Uh-huh. Um, he made a lot, you know, he composed for a lot of movies like this uh, Speed and, and, and this and, and so on. But the guy really figures it out when he hooks up with Disney and Pixar. And uh, the first one that in my collection that I think is just really spectacular is the score for Planes and the Planes sequel. Oh, yeah. Bad movies, but great uh, soundtracks. You're right. Great music. And then he did uh, Moana. Yeah. And so Moana, that, awesome. uh, the, the score part of that is as good or better as the, uh, you know, the, the production music part of of that it's mm-hmm. it's really good and i'm just like wow this guy st- came from speed and twister look at him one is awesome that's a great little movie mm-hmm. yeah i like is that the only disney he's done well that and the planes movies or the was it planes? Oh, planes right yeah what's planes really disney? Dis- planes was disney not pixar it looks like cars okay. but that people got confused because the the planes yeah. just had eyeballs and they look like cars style every like time i saw movies. planes i thought what is this knockoff piece of trash of cars? Yeah, it, so I assume it, it wasn't related. It is that. It's, I, I don't even think it's in the same universe, but it's not Pixar. I can tell you that. 
I happen to have a toddler, preschooler, kindergartner during the Cars and Planes years, and I can tell you for that uh, age group, great movies. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like the first and third Cars movies. The second one was bad, but the uh, I thought the, the third one the was Planes like movies the are and second one. not great. They're okay. They're good for kids. Mm. No good for me. Um, yum, yeah. All right. Now you guys sum it up. <laughs> you guys sum it up. Post in, your Twister, Twister post in 280 yeah, characters. Yeah, your Twister post in 280 characters or less on Titter. Uh, let's start with Randy. Twister. They've got Dorothy. We've got Dot. They've got our bees. We've got black minivans. They've got two main people. One is crazily driven, magically working equipment, and maps on paper. We've got all that too, except the maps. No one ever died because they didn't use paper maps. Whoa! As you will. <laughs> Roll the map. Yeah, that's his last words. It's too bad. Uh, all right. And then uh, Dun- uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, Twister. It's the wonder of nature, baby. Hey, why don't we just ride these horses out of here? Oh, look, cows. Hashtag chaos. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hashtag chaos will take you places. Oh, don't do that. Okay, my bad. Finally. But why didn't they ride those horses? Those horses are smart. They know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. They can horses don't get run sucked the up in twisters. Yeah, they mm-hmm. know what to do. Don't yeah. ride a cow, though. That would be a very bad idea. Oh, no. I did want to, by the I'm sorry, I wanted to give props to one visual moment in the movie where they're at the play, they're at the, the drive-in place, and it's very quiet, and they're starting to realize what's happening, and they're in the little cone of silence or whatever, and there's a lightning flash, and you just see the thick width of that yeah. storm thick just width. briefly. That's an amazing shot. Clouds. Yeah. It's very cool. It really took me out because I was still counting coffees. Oh. Well they were only up to had six done. They had eight total to get through plus one for Bill. Right. Well I was trying to figure out because <laughs> Helen Hunt ordered ten and I'm like and then Bill Paxton come up and ordered two and I'm like No she Wait, ordered Bill Paxton. Eight. She I ordered think eight. she's oh eight. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. like I'm like, I think she might have already ordered you a coffee. I'm not sure. And so I was still doing all the coffee math. And then that happened. Yeah. Like, oh, and they never did get their coffee. So no. nerds to them. Could you deliver that down to the barn hole? Yeah. The barn hole. <laughs> barn hole. The, the Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Brian Ibbett's tweet. Twister. After this movie, she and my penis got an annulment. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, did it have to sign its own papers? Is that how that works when you're penis? Yeah, but it took forever oh, and it skipped a page. Man. Do you like this trope, by the way? What trope? The, 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 do, we, do we root for the exes to get back together and break the heart of the new woman? I mean, when they portray her as poorly as they did, in this case, yes. It was clear yeah. to me that, that she was the wrong choice for him. But I don't like the trope because it's really contrived. Yeah. Like it's what? Just, they, what though? Jamie Gert's best moment is when she breaks up with him. She's yeah. real serious. She's really clearly figured it all out. Like she even says, and I'm not even the, that upset about it. Like there was like this. Yeah, yeah there's something about that. that. Was I, I'll us, give you that. That was given us permission to also forgive exactly yes because otherwise you'd be like god he's such a dick like you know he's he's like engaged to this other woman or or getting married or whatever and he just leaves her to go back to his ex yeah plus the movie the movie's misleading the whole encounter of everything they did last less than 24 hours so right there's this feeling of like whoa we've figured out this relationship thing and now we're going to get back together and we've done it all in this really record time and that's in a movie in a movie it feels like well that would take in real life that'd take a lot longer than that you're not going to just suddenly find it all back together again you know Mm -hmm. when you were about to get married and you brought divorce papers with you to get signed like i don't know man 
That's, that's how it happens for me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> life's so every a time. Scott, just a every time. Whirlwind. Now this. The movie. The it's, movie. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate titles I was just handed. Uh, Twister Sister is the first one. They didn't go yeah. with that because uh, what's his name? Who's the singer? Of and Twisted they were triplets Sister? anyway. Who was that guy? Who's the, who sang for Twisted Sister? Help me here. It was D. Snyder. D. Was Snyder was unwilling. <laughs> yeah, he was unwilling to let the name happen. So they almost called it Stow That Shit, Hudson. And then they decided to call it Twister. Hey, emails. I got one here from, uh, let's see, this is from Jeff. This is about Beastmaster and the waterfall scene. It says, in regards to Brian's observation, can't remember if it was Ibbett or Dunaway, on the ladies wearing bottoms say? but not tops while swimming, the next scene is uh, the ferrets stealing her top. She runs after it, but then pulls on a onesie to cover up her naughty bits. Therefore, she not only swam away to get all her clothes wet uh, while leaving one top on the shore, she did not need to run after the top. She already had one. I believe this becomes the definition of a gratuitous nudity, nudity shot. Later, gents. Jeff, I, I can't argue with that. Wow. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Makes I'll sense. go back and watch, review the film. Maybe it was a bra. I know. I'll make the sacrifice. It could be a bra. <laughs> Just for that scene. Yeah. Making us watch stuff like that again and again and mm. again and again. We don't need to watch the ferrets drowning in quicksand again, though, no, do we? No, no. We don't right. have to, no. but we should. <laughs> we don't have to, but we should. Wow. <laughs> so, but wait, maybe it was a bra. Think of that. You know? Mm. It doesn't have to be a top. It could have been a little support unit for the people of the time. I mean a bra? Medieval yeah, like a, medieval support maybe. units. <laughs> Isn't that a bra? <laughs> medieval support units. Uh all right. Things <laughs> of C3PO and R2D2 were medieval support units. Yeah, they were. Because oh. it was a long time ago. And a, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Galaxy far, far away. That's right. All right. We got one more quick one from Dustin Cassinger who says recommendation, priest. He says it's on Netflix. It's a oh, post apocalyptic vampire flick starring, starring Paul Bettany, Carl Urban. Brad Dorif and Christopher Plummer. It is a delightful and bizarre film. Uh, that's that is so a movie we should watch. Can this I think is get... another movie that's got the uh, mouths, faces stretching taller than they should yeah. be. Right? Like you, I think uh, you're Legion. thinking a Legion, or, or maybe maybe this is like that. I don't I'm know. thinking it's like that. Might be. I don't know what priest is. Legion like. I'm trying to remember. I remember seeing this. Going, watch the preview. This. Yeah, it's not that old. 2011. Not that old. Um, Only nine years. Well, you know. In the I mean, it's not Twister old. In the larger scheme of things, it's not that old. <laughs> um, let's see. It's true. It is sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Stephen this Moyer's totally in this. feels like our thing. Speaking of suke, you got Stephen Moyer in there. I always like the joke of the unacceptable substitution. So for me, I want to say, well, I can't, I can't watch Priest, but could we watch The Two Popes? Maybe that's the same oh. thing. <laughs> same thing. The Two the same Popes. Same. Oh, you know what? Look at this. I think I'm into this. Yeah, stretchy mm-hmm. faces, you were right. Except it's kind of like you more find... like alien stretchy faces. It's this weird It's like uh, I Am Legend stretchy faces. Yeah, not quite as much, but nope. it's, okay. it's mostly just CGI. You can't, it doesn't even look human. Yeah. It looks. Look at this else. shot of Paul Bettany. That's badass. Look at that. Yeah. Looks yeah, good. But... It's, it's, a, it's a graphic novel. So Yeah, it's based, yeah, on, it's a based on a graphic novel, right? Novel. Yeah. I'd watch I mean, this. Why don't we watch novel. this? We should watch this. Oh, yeah. Is it streaming anywhere? Yeah, Netflix. There we go. Netflix. Yeah. 
Priest this, on Netflix. Is this a hot action movie uh, to add to the summer? Is hot this action a movie summer? Is this after the hot action movie. I summer? think this movie. sounds like hot action movie summer to me. That really does. Uh, I would bump some. Warm fall movie. What? <laughs> 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 well, well, I mean, next week we got what? We got a uh, Hancock. Hancock, right? So if we're doing Hancock, <laughs> oh, hand. <laughs> sorry, Hancock. Did I hear it right? Hand. Why, why are you always putting the D in there? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get that D. Gotta put that D in. Um, I'll put the D in the hand. So I don't, uh, we could maybe do it after that. But anyway, well, we uh, definitely on consideration there, Dustin. A good call, priest. I'm, I'm into it. Everything about this, I'm into. Oh my gosh, reading just reading this here. Oh geez, this is so up my alley. Watch this today. How did I not see it the first time? Is the question. How did it review at the time? Let's see. I'm guessing bad. Eh, Five point seven on IMDb. It's that not right. Bad. That's perfect. That to me mm-hmm. is perfect mm-hmm. film sack. Yeah. Uh, Scott Stewart yeah, like directed post-apocalyptic train, lots of tech mixed with dust and sand. Yeah. Oh, and he produced that Legion movie you were just talking about, which is also streaming currently. Maybe that's. It's funny. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer right now. I'm not seeing any stretchy face except for the. No, it's it's got weird alien, alien yeah. demon looking stretch face. Oh, he it. did. I'm sorry. He directed both Legion and Priest, and Legion is the movie that also has Paul Bettany and has the stretchy faces. I think you're that's, just thinking of that. That's the confusion. Totally the yeah. confusion is right there. Uh, I'm all about this if you guys want to sneak one, sneak them in. It's a, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it offline, but I think Priest ought to get in here. But next week we're doing Handcock, and that'll be with uh, Will Smith <laughs> and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, they, they leave uh, Philadelphia and go to... Yep, yeah, they leave Philadelphia, they go to Bel Air, and it's a laugh a minute from there on smell you later yep smell you later so uh anyway no it's hancock where he's like a freaking um he, it's a peter Locked berg up. movie and i love peter berg so it's a weird one though it's a weird it's weird that movie's weird and we're gonna oh, find yeah. out it, just it, how weird it it's uh it it asks the question what if a superhero didn't want to be a superhero yep. right and is, mm-hmm. is totally tired of the trash It'll be our third Will Smith. Oh, that should not happen. Sorry. Wow. Deep, deep Hello. Line. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Ma. <laughs> that was heart stopping. Sorry, that was heart stopping. I shouldn't have had. I, I thought I had notifications turned off. Um, Paul Bettany. Uh, no, I was going to say. I was going to say. Ah, oh, crap. That really threw me off. <laughs> it ruined my. It's like when you uh, poke, <laughs> poke a dog in the back when he's like wandering off and they forget what they were doing. That's what just happened Wait. to me with that phone oh. noise. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, oh. Was. Uh, we've seen uh, three Will Smith movies, if I'm inc- if I'm not incorrect. I think it's been uh, I Am Legend, um, Enemy of the State, Wild Wild West, Wild Wild West. Oh, I think yeah. those are the three, right? We haven't Did seen we any see? of the Men in Black movies. No, we? I don't think so. No. So yeah, this will be our fourth Independence Day. Oh duh! Oh, oh no! Wait, did we do? Yeah. Wait, did we do Independence Day? And I oh just... come on, we have to. Have oh, done. Do we no. not? Hold on. In how many bad boys movies have we seen? Oh, um, no. somebody go to film what? sex. We have not done Independence Dads. Day. Uh, it says bonus sec Independence Day. Oh, did we do a bon- We did a watch along, we did a commentary track for it. Yeah, we watched it and did a commentary. <laughs> I don't 4th, remember that at all. Welcome to Earth. I don't Earth. remember that at all. It's crazy. Well, anyway, uh, so next week, don't forget. That's the one. It's on Netflix, right? Is that where we're watching it? Yes. Okay. Hancock. Uh, that's <laughs> yes, Hancock. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, don't forget uh, if you want to check out the website, filmsack.com is a great place to go. You can get all the archives, all the stuff, and find out what movies we have done, even if we don't remember. 
That's at filmsack.com. You can also email us, filmsack at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at filmsack. Leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next. We'll see you next time. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I was just handed a little tiny boy. Hold on. He wants the keyboard. Yes.